You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Good morning, WA. This is the World Football Programme. My name is Sean Kelly and I'll be with you for the next two hours. Thanks to Connor Brennan and his last Celtic ramblings. Um, great voice on the guy. Great to hear him on the radio and be good to hear him come back someday. Um, all right. Joining me in the studio is the one, the only and my bestie, Hugh Best. <laughs> morning, Sean. Morning, listeners. How are you today, mate? Yeah, very good. Um, look, loving the, the the level of football we've got yes. out there. The yeah, you know, the, the whole world is focused on on Australia. Yep. And you know, for the games that we have, WA, yeah. and I think the WA crowds, despite the rain, um, on. On Thursday night, yep. uh, a good crowd. Pete Skiller and I were in the shed. I, again, we had that discussion uh, last week. How um, you the standing room at a, at a FIFA ground... I don't uh, know how you stay married when you there, call her that, that, but there that you go. Brilliant. Yeah, um, it wasn't one that we'd uh, we booked for. We we both put in the uh, the application uh, back in December for the, uh, the, the five-game uh, package, and lo and behold, uh, the Irish game, we're in the shed. You're beauty. <laughs> doesn't under, get any better than cover. that, does it? And what look, a, what the, a, what the, Irish, the Irish um, obviously didn't get the, re- the result they wanted, no, no. but um, what they did find was that, that Perth is a little corner of Ireland. And, <laughs> um, you know, with the rain and the wind and yep. the crowd, they felt they were, they were back at Crow Park. So I do have to uh, give a little bit of a whack to uh, the Irish in the shed. Yeah. Um, guys and girls, you never boo the opposition's national anthem ever not ever 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 you may not like the team that's out there you may not like the uh, the nation that's out there and you can show your your respect by not doing anything but booing the national anthem of any other side is abhorrent and should be should be called out as i'm doing right now that, that that's not on never is and no. and and they were the irish 
Yeah. And, and again, I don't know the words to the yeah, Irish but, national but, anthem. I don't, I don't know the words <laughs> to, to the Canadian national anthem. And I, you know, respectfully listened to both of those and, and away we went. Yeah. No, so, look, I agree. I agree with you. Don't do I, it. Don't do it, people. Come fine. on. There's, there's a lot of plastic patties out there as well. So. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, that, that was the only negative, well, apart from the rain, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, and for the uh, the Irish, such as yourself, uh, Sean, the, the result. But uh, that Olympico goal from Katie McCabe. Gee, oh. right in front of the shed. You're beauty. <laughs> oh, look, uh, you, know, you don't often see those scores no. at that level, but. Um, yeah, never looked like missing. No, and the replay, you think, oh, dodgy keeper. No, no, that was like that. That's a set play that yeah. she's practicing, and that was top corner. You know, top draw. Well Absolutely. played. Absolutely. Look at and being of Irish heritage, I think yeah, it's a shame they're out. But um, what a wonderful mm. representation for their country. They represented their country oh, yeah. well. Um, they fought for everything. Yes, they did. Um, you know. By no means the most skillful side in in that competition, but by geez, they took it the whole way. Well, again, you, you ranked in the top fifty, so yeah. you know, not not the most skilled, but <laughs> but they worked. The, the work rate was phenomenal. Yeah. The the women were prepared to put their body yep. on the line. Yep. They were prepared, yep. prepared to do whatever it took. And you know, I think um, whilst they've got one more game left. Um, I think wherever they're playing, it's going to be a very dangerous game. And I know they're playing Nigeria. That's right. Um, so that's going to be a dangerous game. The, the Nigerians um, still need to get a result. Yeah, that's right. We, we, we're relying on yeah. the Irish to, to help out the Australians because... Uh, well, yeah, it's, then it, it comes down to getting a result. And I don't think the, even a draw um, on the way that, that it works, Australia would still be out if they get a draw against Canada. It's not enough points. Put them on four points, and um, then when you look at goals scored, four and against. Oh, the goals. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, was, I, I doing, think we. I win. You, know, you, you saw that blank look on my face yeah. there, Sean. I'm, I'm doing the maths. Going, well, hang on a minute. No, that uh, four points. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, your referee goals. has to explain these things to you. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no yeah, no. It'll be goals against, won't it? Yeah. yeah so mm. the, the a win is the only result, but I has think you know. The, the Nigerians are going, are going to be in for a very, very tough game. Yeah. The Irish want to go home with something. Yeah. And they will they will scrap for every single Have second done. of that yeah. game. Yeah. That's and right. for the Nigerians, it could be dangerous because the last thing you need is to have a couple of players out on cards. And well, uh, that's what we were hoping with um, when we saw the, the, the Nigeria-Canada game where the... Mm. Uh, the Central midfielder anchor point got got the red card, which yeah. you know I, I thought that was a pretty obvious one as a referee that had to go to VAR. I thought mm, really, like I mean that was that was a that was a leg breaker, and uh, or let's just have another no, that's off straight away. But yeah. and I thought that would have been a um a a, a big plus for the uh, for the Matildas uh, to have that one. But again, you've, you've got a squad as Gustafsson has said, twenty three and twenty three. We're not the only ones that have uh, used that mantra for for this particular competition. And um, if you don't have twenty three, so. You, no. You're in trouble. No, look, it's just the way it is, but I think, you but know... It, it's a must-win. Absolute, competition play. Uh, absolute must-win. Yeah. And, you know, the Australian psyche back against the wall. Yeah, you said that. You know, that's... Yeah. I think some ways that will actually do us some good. Um, all right, in yeah. other news... In other news. <laughs> what other news? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen what's happening at Brisbane Raw? We, we, I know people are saying that Gloria are a basket case, but Brisbane Raw <sighs> and take Kovacevic out... Yeah, go on. Inform the listeners on that one, Sean. Oh, look, he's, obviously there's there's been a change in management. Yep. He's he's found himself on the outer and now he's gone. Yep. But on the other side of that, you've got Corey Brown, who on the 18th of August was um, released from the club after serious misconduct. And I always get a little iffy uh, about discussing 
those sorts of dismissals, serious misconduct. I mean, it, it could be anything from, you know, excess speed on the on the freeway, which you know, you, you and I have both been to Brisbane, and like yeah. they, they, they don't slow down on that freeway no, no. to almost anything, you know. So, but having said that, on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, Corey Brown always forgiven. New or under new management, yeah. and your serious misconduct wasn't so serious. Was so, there an FA tribunal? Have they had to eat humble pie? Um, but he's back in the fold. But could that serious misconduct be telling the uh, the then manager uh, a few home truths? Oh yes, because that was also serious misconduct. You, you're employing. Oh, I'm not implying that the two things are linked. But no, you know, no, I don't believe. It, I don't believe in coincidences either. No, no, no. It's a, it's an odd one. Like you say, you know, yeah. a serious misconduct dismissal one day and uh, reinstated the next day. All is forgiven. And, mm, and okay, I, I've always thought was a decent guy, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, also, also. Um, the tip for the first sacking in the Premier League for coaches. Lewis Saha has an opinion. Would Lewis it be da- has an opinion. David Moyes again, wouldn't it? No, apparently. <laughs> and Pastor Yeah, no, and I've voiced an opinion on this show several times that uh, he was safe as houses uh, at Celtic and maybe that was part of the issue and would have had the pick of the board wherever he went. I had thought that um, being that he's a, a, a trusted member of the City Group, that when um, Pep decided to, uh, you know, do his magical mystery farewell tour, that uh, Ange would be a logical replacement to take the Tottenham job with their... I mean, they've had more managers than West Brom, and that's saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and, and you're getting uh, close on Chelsea, although I think there's only two Chelsea managers till Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I am I am worried uh, because Tottenham believe they're a big club. You yeah. know, you, you just look at that trophy cabinet and it's, uh, you know, it's almost as bare as a, the Albion's trophy cabinet. Yeah, but they're a big club. They won the double. Yes, they did. We're, we're talking 60 years ago you yeah. won the double with a manager that could do the job and was given the job for a significant period of time to build that double-winning squad. Yes. I mean, they had some great players. You know, you know Greaves and... and, and, and oh, look, and the, there's other things going on now. Obviously, um, the situation with Harry Kane. Um, he's been offered a new contract where he won't sign. But, uh, yeah, but I don't think he will. He's, but, he's indicated uh, because he can go for free. Uh, and, and that's what... Well, uh, Levy, Levy has been told, sell him. Um, if, he, if he won't sign... Well, you, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no question about that. There, you've got an but asset. But then his, his personal terms to go to Man United would be that he gets paid more than Ronaldo did. Well, we've seen that not work as well yeah. with uh, the boy Rooney who uh, signed his contract with Ferguson to, to say he would be the, the top owner yeah. of the club. And, of course, when Ronaldo came in and they gave him squillions, Rooney went, uh, you remember that contract I signed? Yeah. I'll have the same, thank you very much. It, it never works that way. No. Bayern Munich, I thought he was off to. Uh, well, at least Harry with Kane. Bayern Munich, you'd be guaranteed to win something. You're guaranteed to win everything, really. Yeah. You know, no, no. <laughs> let's face well, it. I mean, they win the league 90% of the time, but. I can't remember the last time Bayern Munich hadn't won yeah. the league. I know. It's. I think it's now 12 or 13. I must have been. Years look, in a row. Personally, I find it quite offensive that, you know, we've got, say, like in the EPL, there's four or five clubs who will buy the best players from everyone else because these players want to win something. Yeah, yeah. How about I want to win something with the club I'm at and I'll do everything I can to get there, and if I don't, then I've tried my best. Yeah. But no, there is an expectation now that the Declan Rice of this world will go to the top club, how, although having gone to Arsenal, not guaranteed trophies, but however... How, how, how gutted you about that one, mate? I mean, you, you've mentioned on the show more than a few times... Uh, 
particularly last season, you yeah. thought Declan Rice was on the way out. But I mean, he's come through the through the youth academy at, at, at the Hammers. Uh, well, he he came to West Ham from Chelsea at fourteen, so he was in the Chelsea academy, and wow. then to then to the Hammers. Yeah. And, and look, he's been a loyal servant. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to be there, then in my opinion, and it's always even in, in state league, if you don't want to be at the club, buy. Yeah, no, it gives us an opportunity to buy new players. My problem with with West Ham is more that Moyes is looking to buy. 30-year-olds rather than buying in decent people. And there's issues there about how Moyes wants to buy someone tried and trusted. Um, and and some of the other things that are happening that people are, are doubling the value of a player that oh, they yeah. want to buy purely oh, because yeah. they've got the rice money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. We've, um, both of our clubs have been... Uh, uh, nailed to the wall on that particular. Yeah. Oh, you just sold somebody for for an undisclosed. Yeah. Usually, with having said that, we have got Mamba, who's a great, yep. great striker. He's only eighteen, but shows great um, yep. poise, and and I think will be a star in the future. Um, Freddie Potts, uh, they've just loaned him out to High Wickham for the season. I think that's a mistake. We should have kept him in the first team squad and played him in European games and what have you. And yeah, but would he would he be getting the game time? And, and well, it depends what we sign. If we don't sign anyone, then absolutely he would. Is it, is it a season long? Do you, do you know? Or is it... Yeah, it's a season long. Oh, geez. But, but the thing is, you know, develop the youth. And that, look, as much as Moyes has earned the right to keep his job, yeah. I, he needs to be developing some of these youth. But that's, well, that's, not that's right another thing. story for yeah. another day. Yeah, exactly and right. also, in other news, um, local news, Armadale parted company with John O'Reilly as their coach. Yeah, that's a shock. That, that, that's Absolute a shock. shock. Sitting in mid-table, looking, you know, three or four points off top four. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And look, John's close mate. I haven't gone to him and said, you know, what's going on. But um, longest serving coach yep. in the NPL. He's taken Armadale from perennial cellar, yeah, yeah. cellar dwellers to um, on the national stage. He's, That's he's right. won, the, won the cup with them um, and has turned them into serious contenders for those top four spots and with absolutely no funding. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's, he's I mean, done... they had their, their best ever season last year, yeah. last year. So you know, it's been progression upon progression. Yeah. So yeah, that, and he's picked up players shot. from from all over the yeah. leagues who who want to play, who stepped him. up and and want to play for him, yeah. want to play for the shirt. And I think um, you know anyone who's been in in the change room at halftime, his his uh, halftime talks are some of the best. So. <laughs> No, no, look, it's, it's great. He's a you know, top guy, but um, and I'm sure he won't be out for long. Well, uh, probably uh, for as long as he need, he wants to. You yeah, know, it, it could be, um, this is as far as I can go with this particular project. Yeah. Could be. But nice know. to see what he could do with, with a bit of money behind him or you know, a decent setup behind him. I mean, Armadale, and, and all credit to Armadale, run the shoestring for years um, and have, have overachieved in some ways. But, look, he's... Um, yeah. Next uh, Socceroos coach. Absolutely. I don't know about that. But... <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, he's, he's a top guy. Anyway, all right, we're going to go to a break. We'll be, oh, I forgot to say, we, we've on the show today, our first guest coming up will be Ben Gilby. Captain Ben Gilby. Um, from Impetus Football yeah, website. Yeah. Then we're going to talk to Jimmy McPhail in our uh, Pick That Out of the Net segment. Good one. So we'll run through Jimmy, who's a grassroots footballer, about what his um, e-diet is. Yep, and uh, then we're going to follow up with Fran Herndall, who is kicking a ball from yep. Gold Coast to Sydney. Yep, yep. She, she's uh, raising money for uh, for women's sport. Uh, yeah, she kicked off uh, Thursday a week ago. She's dribbling a ball all the way to get to Stadium Australia in time for the uh, the World Cup final. Yes. So yeah, you can find that. We'll, we'll Absolutely, have a chat to, yeah, we'll have a chat to her. And then we've got Haley Roach, um, the lost lioness. We love, all, we love Haley. Well, look, what I like about Haley is I could talk to her about any part of that and just uh, random, and she just bangs straight out with the answers. She really knows oh, her football. We love her. I love yeah. her.
She's great. All righty, we're going to go to a break and we'll be back after these with Ben. Oh, don't relax, I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Now I believe he's gonna work me into the ground. I pull to the left, I keep to the right. I ought to kill him, but it wouldn't be right. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels, all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. And welcome back to Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. We've got some games coming up today. Uh, Sean is just having a little bit of an issue with the uh, technical side of things, which is usually where I sit. So we'll go through uh, the Men's State League Division 1 for today. We've got games kicking off at 3pm. Subiaco will take on Gwelop Croatia at Rosalie Park. Gosnell Cities will take on Rockingham City. That's at Walter Pabry. Mum FC will take on Dianella White Eagles. Fremantle City will take on the Western Knights. That's at Hilton Park. UWA Netherlands will take on Forestfield. And Mandurah City will take on Joondalup United. So that is a distance derby if ever I've seen one. All those games are taking off at 3pm. Uh, you can watch them live on stream of the do. The uh, current State League Division 1 has the Knights on top of the table only by a point from Mandra City. So Mandra will need to be getting those uh, that, those points against Joondalup. And as I say, the Knights will be taking on Fremantle City. They um, have basically a 10-point gap over Joondalup United. So like I said, that uh, Mandra city Joondalup United game is top of the table. So get yourself down to that one. Uh, at the other end of the table, we've got uh, Subiaco. Uh, Gosnell's in 10th place, Subiaco in 12th, and Forestfield United with their return back to... Uh, Division 1 are doing it a little bit tough there uh, with just the one win so far. Men's State League Division 2, because we don't want to step on Ben's uh, uh, shoes just yet because he'll be talking to us about the men's NPL when and if we get him on the air. Sean's still busily getting that sorted out. So the Men's State Division 2, again, all these games are kicking off today at 3pm. We have Wanneroo City taking on MK White City. Joondalup City will take on... Sean Kelly's Ashfield uh, at Iluka District Open Space. Kingsley Westside will take on Morley Windmills at Chichester Park. And the game at Burrinda today is Canning City taking on Balga. Karamar Shamrock Rovers will take on Curtin University at Grandis Park. And Swan United up at the Swan Italian Club will take on Quinns. The latter there has Kingsley Westside. Uh, seven points clear with a game in hand at the top of the table of uh, uh, 40 points from the 16 games they played. Morley Windwheels are in second place there, 33 points, and they are only a point ahead of the third and fourth place, Curtin United uh, University, sorry, and MK White City. At the other end of the table, 
Again, doing it uh, tough as uh, Forestfield United, Canning City back in uh, in the big leagues. Um, uh, currently bottom of the table on nine points from 17 games. Balga uh, in 11th position, but uh, only five points from safety. Well, really, I mean, I won't say safety. Five points from Wanneroo United, who are mid-table on 19 points. Quinns are there as well. Uh, Sean, we're not having uh, too much luck there, are we, mate? That's okay. In the uh, the MPLW men's competition, fourth place Perth City will head to Floriet Athena. Uh, top four chasing Balcata Etna and Bayswater City will meet while the big showdown is at the foot of the table with the two t- teams clash, which is in fact Perth Glory and uh, Inglewood United. Uh, so the other fixtures there have Coburn City taking on Olympic Kingsway. Again, all these games are kicking off at 3 p.m., so get yourself down there. It's a, well, I won't say it's a beautiful day. There's a few clouds in the sky, but the rain uh, looks like it's, it's disappeared. So that's at Dalmatatic Park. As I said, with the uh, bottom of the table, Perth Glory, well, Ingold United, at bottom of the table at the moment, will take on um, each other. That is at Lark Hill Sports Complex. So there's only three points separating Perth Glory and Inglewood United at the foot of the table. But again, there's only 11 points separating Perth Glory from the top of the table, Red Star. Red Star will be taking on Armadale at the Red Star Arena. Uh, Basewater City will take on Balcata Etna, as I mentioned. That's at Frank Drago. Florida Athena will take on another one of their local rivals, Perth Soccer Club. That's at uh, Litter Stadium. And Sterling Macedonia, the high-flying Sterling Macedonia in second place by a point, will take on Sorrento. The latter has Perth Red Star on 33 points from 18 games, only a point ahead of Sterling Macedonia in 17th position. They have a game in hand, which is against third-placed Olympic Kingsway. So, again, that that's going to be crucial. That is coming up... Uh, next weekend, I think it's a standalone game. Uh, next weekend, uh, Tommy Dolman was telling us about that one. Yeah, absolutely. And so look, get, get yourself down to that one. That'll uh, be an absolute banger. That one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, all yeah. those games kicking off. You can watch all those games live on Streamer. Uh, so just get down there at uh, uh, streamer.com.au forward slash leagues forward slash NPLWA. Yeah, lots of good games out there. I haven't seen any announcements on who John's replacement is at Armadale. Um, TBA. Uh, well, it will be a TBA, but it I was wondering. Um, usually the assistant steps up. Uh, uh, Sal Todaro. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. I mean, Sal's an experienced MPL oh, coach. Exactly right. so. I mean, he's, he's, he's managed sides uh, in his own right uh, mm. numerous occasions. So uh, a capable replacement. Uh, yeah, but with that, um, again, there's, there's usually two ways it happens. One is, uh, you know, the head coach, for whatever reason, is replaced or let go, and then the assistant steps up, and the other model that uh, I've seen quite regularly as you would have as well Sean like when the head coach goes he takes the whole the whole team with him so hopefully that's not the case at Armadale uh, as I say Armadale um, um, officially mid-table but they are let's have a look as we've said it's a it's an absolute clown car of a league this year yeah Armadale a seventh on uh, 23 points look, it's such a close league as well yeah, I mean, yeah. and three, three, at... three points from Perth in fourth place so again a, a positive result from uh, from Armadale against Red Star uh, tightens that league up again it, it um it is an absolutely unbelievable league and and one you should get yourself down there to to see when you can 
you want to go through the women's or should we save that for later? Uh, no, I'm still trying to okay. I'm, I'm still trying to backdoor this at the moment because uh, okay, obviously so we're having problems dialing out with the phone. Um, yeah, so it's uh, going to be interesting. Where are you dialing that international double o double one? Oh, I've done all that, yeah. You've done all that? Yeah, it won't Have let... you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> I tried hitting it with a brick and it still doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the NPLW today, uh, no, they're kicking off tomorrow, so my mistake on that one. So these games, uh, 3 o'clock kickoffs uh, tomorrow. The Hyundai NTC will take on Mum FC at E&D Litter Stadium. Balcata Etna will take on Subiaco. That is going to be an absolute cracker, that one. They are uh, at the wrong end of the table for their both Vikings. That's at Grindleford. Fremantle City will take on Curtin University and a top of the table. There's a couple of top of the table clashes this uh, this week. Perth Red Star in Firth, first place will take on Perth Soccer Club, who are currently in second place. That will be t- tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Red Star Arena. The latter has Perth Red Star, 15 games played, 36 points, and the Perth Soccer Club uh, in second place with 16 games played and 33 points. So, again, um, Red Star had, a, you know, a rare loss, mm. uh, their first of the season. And, again, that has tightened it up. Curtin Uni, unfortunately, are still doing it reasonably tough uh, yet to uh, to get a point. But, again, they are uh, in recent, recent weeks becoming more and more competitive, which was always the case. And I saw midweek uh, the question asked of Hammersley Rovers' uh, women's program whether yeah. that is in a position to, to step up. So um, my understanding is that the relegation from the NPLW is automatic mm-hmm. and someone will be taking the spot, uh, it may not be Hammersley, which uh, will be a, a bit of a uh, bit Which of a is a shame for the Curtin program because I, I know they've, they've had some issues mm-hmm. this year with, mm-hmm. with contracts yes. and um, they're normally reliant on their student population exactly and then right. contracted players. And I think that um, a number of their players have left and gone to Balcata. Yep. Um, so, you know... They've lost a lot of players, and the ones that they've got left, um, although developing, are not quite yet there. And, and the fact that they, they've gone through the season and, and uh, turned up for every game, yeah. massive credit to them. Oh, exactly right. Um, and Subiaco also haven't been going too well, and, and Subiaco struggled. Yeah, they have, they have, and and you know we've had Greg Farrell on the show more than a few times, friend of the show, and uh, we we love Greg. As he said when he took on that role, it was going to be a medium term project. He, he didn't want to you know look for you know knee jerk short term fixes for what ultimately would become an unsustainable option. So we're seeing that um, they are uh, second. Bottom, but you know, four, yeah. four wins and only a, a, a minus ten goal difference. So that, yes. that, that's not bad for, for again for a side that is developing. I mean, the the, the juniors and and the catchment area uh, down at Rosalie is is huge. So if they can um, those juniors be shown, there's a program in place. Uh, you know, you've got the likes of uh, Mastriano. Um, I think uh, Lisa Devana is still down there in a in a coaching uh, position. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, corrected on that one. No. She's not? No. Has she gone back to Melbourne? I don't know where she's actually gone to, but she's certainly not there. I mean, this is part of the problem that the Subiaco funding has dried up. So, oh. Yeah, um, for various reasons. 
Um, and we but, discussed that off air. Like, yeah. You know, when, when, when you start playing for money... There's, there's something. Oh, I don't, do, I don't have a I problem. Mean, with, you, you, you no, coaching, coaching should be getting, should be getting remunerated. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that, and I really don't have a problem with players being remunerated. There's lots of stuff in state league and NPL about professional contracts, and yes. and lots of rubbish been spoken about. Yes. You know, oh, why, why do we need professional contracts? They protect you, they protect the player. Yeah, that's um, right. And I think there's nothing wrong with being professional within your thing, and I, and I think also as organisations. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, and, and we big news again uh, for uh, local listeners. We've got um, the Group F clash, Panama versus Jamaica tonight. Uh, that's a kickoff at um, at 8 o'clock. Although I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, the program here. It says 8.30. I don't believe it's an 8.30 kickoff. Most of the games have been kicking off at 8. Mm. But, that but is, that's going to be a cracker, Panama, Jamaica. I'm yeah, looking forward to that. Be, yeah, absolutely. Now, carrying on from what I was saying um, we shouldn't fear professionalism, and I think no. in, in the NPL women's, women should also be like the men, and we talk about... Oh, equi- parity, yeah. Par- pay parity yeah. Um, for World Cup. It should be the same at, at state level. Yep, yep. Some of those girls that are playing football need to be remunerated, and we oh, should not yeah. be shying away from professionalism, no. and professionalism off the park also is good governance. It means about that's, yeah, that's getting right. good funding, yes. and you know within that... And I, again, I don't shy away from having professional referees either here. I think is a great idea, and I think we we need to be building the well, professionalism of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but again, anyway, before we get into that, okay, I've got Ben Gilby on the phone. Um, ben, you, you, you use the R word there, Sean. You know I'm going to kill my day when you start using the R word. I know you always <laughs> do. Um, ben, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys going? Good, mate. Look, really sorry about the technical difficulties <laughs> I've had. It's going to reduce our time uh, a fair bit, but we shall press on. Um, now, the obviously the Perth Glory in administration has mm. caused great difficulties for the men's side. Um, seem to be losing players left, right, and centre. We lost another two good players. I mean, I'd much I would have let Elsie okay, but Williams massive loss for that side for me. Last year's MVP, I yeah. know it, it went a different way, but yeah, yeah. Um, Williams, when he gets the ball, always exciting. Oh, yeah. You thought something was going to happen. Now he's gone. We've lost an awful lot of players out of the men's. But some somehow, um, Epicus hasn't got that email because he's been signing some, some quality players and he's certainly got um, Tash Rigby um, locked in, but he's yeah. also been locking in other quality players along the line. Um what do you think this um, administration period is going to mean for the women's side? Good question. You know, I think like everything, it's the great unknown, isn't it? I think, mm-hmm. as, you, as you say, there have been players um, that have been locked in. There's players that are still under contract from last season. Yeah. Um, but there's also the situation we've got where there were players that are out of contract at the end of last season, sort of key players, yeah. some of the, the youngsters, that have not been locked in as yet. Um and, you know, we're talking about the likes of Alana Janczewski, who is an outstanding young footballer oh. who's done some amazing stuff for us over the last couple of seasons. Hasn't she? You know, she, she, she's someone who is going to get picked up very, very quickly. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's great that we've got the likes of Tanika Lala joining. You know, I mean, she's an absolute gun. Georgia Cassidy can do amazing things. Yep. Grace Johnson can do amazing things. That's really exciting. But there is that side of it that there are a lot of unknowns, aren't there, about players out of contract and, and what's going to happen to them. Yeah, and, mm. and the obviously the, the lack of direction from 
the senior management is is an issue for me, and oh, our yeah. players going to buy into that void, and that's always been the, for the men. It's a big issue um, with the the A League coming up very very quickly. Um, that you know, I don't think we could actually field a team today. <laughs> well, we didn't in the cup round. I mean, basically that was um, you know the under 18s really, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I mean, sort of going back as well, looking at the women's perspective, this is very similar situation um, to what the men have got to what the women had going in, um, where are we now, nearly three years ago, where literally the you know, Alex Apakis came in at the last minute. Yeah, he he yeah. couldn't sort of get players in at all. Um, and, you know, we went with a really, really young mm. team full of, full of kids, didn't we, really? Yeah, we it, did. It kind of seems like, it kind of seems like that situation is, possibly going to be repeated to the men um yeah i just hope to god it's not going to be the same for the women again because the last two years for the women's team have been really exciting where where do you rate alex as a coach yeah i mean i mean it's 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 an awkward personally i think he's he's fantastic and if you talk to a lot of the players they've got a hell of a lot of time for him and a lot of the players that have signed have signed especially to play for him I think, you know, there's always been, up until the recent signing, there's always been that question about how many um, local players are getting an opportunity to play for the club. Um, yep. You know, that, that's always been a, a bugbear. Well, we, I, yeah. mean, I, get, the, I mean, I get, I, we spoke earlier and said Larissa Walsh is, is someone I would have thought would have been dragged into that glory camp. Um, we've lost a very good goalkeeper who's also a member of our, our team yeah, yeah. Uh, who's now playing her trade over in, in Victoria. Um, we, yeah. we seem to lose good young players, uh, and not just females, but males as well um, because of the, yeah. the way the glory structure themselves. That's right. I mean, again, on the female side, I think you look at... Um the McKenna sisters as well. You know, I mean, yes. um, John was back in the squad last year. She was um, selected, you know, at age group level nationally. Um, she didn't play very many games at all um, for us last season. No. Um, whether all, you know, I mean, she's she's been playing NPL in Victoria, um, obviously like um, Larissa is as well. I mean, Larissa's doing really well at Calder. She scored, yep. you know, a number of goals in the last month or so. You know, it, it, it's, it's John McKenna, another one that, we would lose whether or not um, the current situation was in the air as well. So mm. it's it's really frustrating. You know, we we want our best players to be playing in WA, and I think it's this situation at the moment is kind of enhanced by the fact that you know the world of women's football is looking at this country. Um, you know, our state produced the greatest women's play in the world at the moment, and here we are having this conversation yeah. on this Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's a it's a big issue. We we yeah. talk. I think there's an article going around about a hundred years of underdevelopment, and I think we're yeah. we, we are. And we look at state level. We've only had the MPL here for a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the the women's leagues have never really been that well funded. Um, we talk about the lack of equipment. I mean, yeah. some of these World Cup sides are playing in hand me downs from the men's national teams. Then you look at the the rate yeah. of of injuries, particularly um, cruciate ligaments in knees yeah. and the design of boots and, and the whole thing yeah. around, you know, um, women's football, it wasn't until recently that um, in this state, clubs started to, to bulldoze all the old urinals out yeah. of the, 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 the change rooms and replace them with toilets that were, were unisex because we yeah. never really yep. invested in the women's game here. Yep. So we're still very, very new. And I think, you know, 
the NPLs are a step in the right direction, but professionalisation on and off the park is, is one of my catch cries. It is, but I mean, I would also say, sort of, sort of although you know, Western Australia is in my heart and Perth is, is in my heart. I'm generally based in um, in England, but I would also sort of add at this moment that beyond the top two levels of women's football in England, despite all the investment and the fact they won the Euros, the finances in England's women's football are mm. absolutely dire yep. as well. I mean, there, yep. there were clubs. Um, women's clubs were going out of business last season. You know, within months of England winning the Euros. And they're clubs yeah. that are in the, the National League system. Oh, so but, uh, I, mean, I completely agree with you. Yeah. The situation in WA is nowhere near where it should be, but I would also sort it's it's a it's a global it's a global, it's global. issue, yeah. And, and I think when you look at it, the even with the, the men's teams, um, you know, there's a hell of a lot of money being thrown at stupid money. I mean, look. As a, as a West Ham fan, a hundred hundred grand for for Declan Rice, great if somebody's prepared to pay it. But that's an obscene amount of money when you think a team in the National League like South End United looked like they could go out of business, and that hundred thousand yeah. would save them for a year, and they'd be able to buy two squads with that money. Yeah. Um, the the lower leagues are really suffering, mm. and and grassroots football is suffering because all the money is getting sucked into the top end. Yeah, yeah, no. absolutely. Right. I saw a post with um, the Saudis trying to get Kylian Mbappe for a million pounds, and they said we're the top five clubs. So that, that that's more than the total player value of Real Madrid. Yes. Uh, and I, and you know, oh yeah. I oh, look and, and the, first, the, first, the first billion pound player who ever thought. I mean, I can remember when Trevor Francis, who's just yeah, recently passed, Trevor. was yeah. the first million dollar. Uh, sorry, the first million pound don't, transfer. Don't start me on that one because the first million pound was Laurie Cunningham, <laughs> but Real Madrid didn't want to make. And this, I know. Is, this is a different t- topic. There didn't want to make a player of yep. that colour the first million pound player, and they uh, they gave us about uh, about seven hundred thousand less. Yeah. So it wasn't seven hundred thousand. Was about. But anyway, 000. look, we, we digress. Um, I have digressed yeah. again. Um, so the sorry, Ben. Yeah. So look again. <laughs> The funding of women's football and, all, again, the professionalism. And I think professionalism starts at, you know, look, I, I remember we were ordering kits for a women's side and the amount of, of people we went to who didn't no. do a women's cut, you know, big yeah. companies yeah, yeah. wouldn't do a women's cut for a football shirt. You know, why not? Um, yeah. Shorts, again, I mean, women have got wider hips, so they need to have different types of shorts and then we, we talk about the boots and the physiology yeah. and the training. I mean, you cannot train young girls the same way you train young boys. The the physiology is different. Yeah, it is. And, and I think, you know, on a, and again, that wider basis is a hell of a lot of stick at the moment for um, Nike who are not released in the goalkeeper shirt of Mary. Yes. You know, thousands of, thousands of girls want yeah. to buy, but they won't do it. No, that's right. And then, you know, the other thing is that even coaching is a, is yeah. a completely different thing. You can't just get a, a male coach and throw him in a, a dressing room. Some, some of those um, half-time dressing downs I've had as a player um, <laughs> it wouldn't, work with, it wouldn't work with girls. They'd be boys that storm me out because of the language. So, but, but, yeah, but sometimes boys react to that, whereas I think, you know, you, you've got to have a different mindset and, and it really is a completely different game. Yeah, it is. And I, th- and I, th- I think... That's part of the potential attraction of women's football. It certainly was for me when mm. I sort of first became aware of it and involved in it when I was actually here in Perth back in 2008. And, and that's, what, that's why I love it and that's why I'm passionate about promoting it and writing it. And that's what it is, that, I suppose that and, comes... And, and it's just, that's what the, the good thing about it is. And that's what comes about, Ben, is that there's 
getting the message out there is so important. And, you know, mm. obviously in this, this environment here, being very much a, a third or fourth rate sport as far as people are concerned, yeah. we don't get enough yeah. publicity. No. I think the publicity yeah. around this World Cup has been pretty good. Um, but I think, you know, I, I didn't really know about your website until earlier on in the oh, week. I and then I, I picked up yeah. your website, which is, um, oh, look, it's, it's fantastic. Um, given where you're located, the amount of knowledge you have around the women's game in Australia in general is fantastic. The coverage on the NPL, brilliant. Um, so, you know, anyone who wants to know anything about the women's game in general, get onto Impetus Football because, um, Ben, you cover it all, mate. We're lucky. I mean, cause it's gone from it was me, it was me doing it for two years just by myself, like a one-person blog out of a bedroom, and then it was, it was an article I wrote about Sam Kerr when she joined Chelsea. That you know she was getting all sorts of abuse because she wasn't apparently the player that the English yeah. fans expected she was going to be, um, mm. and it kind of blew up from there. And we've, you know we've now got over sort of sixty people worldwide writing for us, and I'm thing that really excites me the most is that well over 50 percent of our writers and contributors are female and for me you know running a women's football site that's massive yeah absolutely and award-winning website as well um so you know you've, you've been well and truly recognized and um you know we'll, we'll certainly get some links up on our page for you as well because i think uh you know you, it's very informative um, articles within those and you can follow the the women's game across the, yeah. the country yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right, well, Ben, look, I'm sorry about the technical difficulties <laughs> that shut you out for the first few minutes yeah. of this, but um, appreciate you dialing in and uh, having the chat with you, yeah. and I'm sure we'll be talking to you at some stage in the future. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, and, yeah, any time. Thanks, Brilliant. guys. Appreciate Good that a lot. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. Thank you. Okay. Well, champ. Yeah, look, I know. Look, I, look, I was having to think. I'm like, you yeah. used the Canada uh, thought process there. Bev Priestman, she looks like she would give a uh, a, a head ride uh, halftime chat. I think she did. A, I think she did on the on, on Wednesday because that Canadian side came out. I was like, oh, that's not the team that went in. No, but but I think the the. The hairdryer chat is is framed differently. I mean, I've, <laughs> I don't no, know. No. But you look at um, obviously you've you've got um, Jose Mourinho who used to abuse players on a personal level to try and get the best out of them, which I think in short term works. But you get to a point where you go, I don't care. Well, what that's you say, why mate. he was going from yeah. club to club to club. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson, Ferguson did the same, but he wasn't yeah. he wasn't signalling out a particular player. He no. was signalling out the whole team. So uh, you could you saying, couldn't really take offence to that one. But the psychology of men is that when when people yell and scream at us, we, we fight back. Yep. Um, and that's not... I'm not saying that it's a generalisation. Yeah, yeah. But for women, that is not a way to motivate a woman. No. No, no. Oh, it's not really a way to motivate anybody, really. A human being. Let's, let's not... Uh, oh, let's no, look, it a, just brings up that, that, that fight-or-flight response in people Ooh. and it more effective in men when you, you're rallying them around. But yeah. I think, you know, coaching has, has evolved... Uh, massively over the, the last few years, and I think yeah, yeah, know, yeah that, I, that old dinosaur approach is not working. But again, that's part of, yeah. uh, of the discussion you, you had earlier on, Sean. Uh, the professionalism, like previously, it was like, oh well, little little Janie's dad likes soccer; he's the coach. And yeah. Now it's like, no, no, little well, Janie's dad's going to go through a coaching you, you course. You look at the NPL. You've got um, years ago, and I know when I was playing, um, it'd be one of the. the the reserve team players or one of the players' yeah, girlfriends exactly. would run yeah. out with a bucket of water yeah, and put a sponge right. on you. Miraculously, you, you were cured. <laughs> yeah, now right. we're, we're talking um, trained physios. We're, tra right. we're talking about 
sports um, psychologists. Yes. We've, we've, there is a psychology around this. Yeah. And you look at, at some of the, the other off-field arts that are going on and supports that are put into clubs yeah. and, and all these things, you know, the, the warm-ups and all the... Yeah. Yeah, everything's changed. Yeah, well, I mean... You know, warm-up for me was, was, was a beer and a ciggy. <laughs> well, it would be, wouldn't it? You, yeah. you just, you know, there's the ball. Go and kick a, you know, a couple of passes around. And Absolutely. And the, the ref's ready to start. Away we go. All right, we're going to go to a break <laughs> very quickly and we'll be back on the other side of that with Jimmy McPhail, who is a grassroots footballer. We'll talk to him about his e-diet. Good work. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432-745-140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And we're back on at Radio Fremantle 107.9, the World Football Program. It's just coming up to a quarter to 11. Uh, and I'd like to give a big shout out to um, one of the friends of the show, Bidi Iman. Uh, he, in his role as Frio de Janeiro, uh, put on a um, a watch party at uh, the Bird on Thursday night, uh, specifically for the Nigerian community, and that went down an absolute treat. So I uh, met up with uh, Perth Glory superfan Matt Stacey at the Fan Fest and tried to get him to come down, but he was uh, he was keen to stick with his uh, Australian friends, which, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I legged it on down to... Uh, to that one, and uh, to see fans from a different nation and how they how they celebrated is always. I mean, that's that's what the World Cup's all about. You know, you, you can you can stick in your your nation's bubble and go, "Come on, Aussie!" But yeah. the World Cup is for the world, and to see the, oh, the Nigerian fans, uh, yeah. it was it was good fun. Oh, look, it's such a friendly. Same place. as it was with the Irish fans. But you can, you know, where else in the world could you really have these? these diverse yeah. people yeah, mixed yeah. up and no trouble whatsoever. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's and fantastic. Again, and, and, and as I say, other, bad, other than a bit of booing. Big thanks to, to, yeah. to Biddy uh, taking the time out of his, his busy schedule involved with the World Cup itself in uh, official capacity with FIFA to, to you know, make everybody feel yeah, welcome. No, look, it's a really inclusive World Good Cup. Good work, mate. All right, joining us on the line now is Jimmy, Jimmy McPhail, who is an ex-State League player playing his trade in the amateur leagues. Jimmy, how are you? Oh, Dan, good. Um, <laughs> yep. There you go. Not yeah, really able to hear you very well. There we no, go. No, look, it, it's my fault. Earlier on, I had some problems <laughs> with the phone. No, I may have, I may have given it some percussion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All good. How are we? Good, mate. Um, yeah, look, it's, this is a bit of a new segment that we're doing, but a bit of your history. You ex state league player with uh, ex state league with uh, your your Ashfield club, uh, Dianella White Eagles. Morley Windmills and Swan United. Oof. No, that's a pretty good local yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the powerhouses around the state league. And you're currently with an amateur team? Yeah, I'm currently with June Dana Blues in the amateur third division. Uh, a great club punching above its weight, uh, trying to push through the amateur leagues. Um, uh, good bunch of boys there. Yep. Yeah, I remember playing them in a cup game and, and they gave a very good account of themselves in that cup game. Um, one that you weren't in, obviously, but, you know, uh, other than that, they did very well. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your position? Are you a uh, striker? 
Midfield, where, where, no, where's your best part? No, I've uh, I've moved around the pitch a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Used to be a central midfielder yep. and uh, ended up becoming a right winger. Um, so I think uh, a few coaches out there may recall me uh, as a central midfielder, but I had some speed and was able to get past defenders on the wings and cross balls in, but... 35 now, so I'm starting to wind down a bit. <laughs> uh, well, I heard a rumour that you're actually adding to your splinter collection, so... Oh, no! Oh, yeah. I've been doing that. I've been doing that most of my career. Got, got bit, you've got bits of pine from Ashfield, Dianella Swan. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hold him down here, mate. You just come in and, and sink the slipper. That, that's that I'm called for, mate. Come on. Uh, I've known Jimmy a long time. I've known Jimmy since he was a young boy, since before he had to shave. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit of a tough line here. It's a bit hard to hear you guys uh, through the phone at the moment. Oh, I don't know why that is. Um, it's all right. This end, you're coming, you're coming through very clear. Um, so what this is about is about the, your internet access and, and what football sites you access and what's tickled you throughout the, the week or the last few months. So is there any particular sites or blogs that you follow? Yeah, there's one I've followed uh, probably over the last 10 years is uh, Football 365. Um, yep. That's always been my go-to for for news, but particularly for sort of those feature articles um, that, that discuss things, you know, uh, you know, 10 players you may have forgotten about yeah. that once won the Premier League or yeah. um, do you remember that starting lineup of Blackburn Rovers in 2010 when they beat Man United 4-0? You know, those sort of left of centre articles that get you sort of nostalgia up about uh, the Premier League and things like that. They're the... They're the, uh, oh, the, 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 ten, the, the, like the 10 best Matt Letizia goals, yeah. That sort of yeah. thing, yeah. Oh, hey. And there's uh, Planet Football as well. Um, so Football 365 always put up articles from Planet Football which which bring up some interesting stuff. Um, but lately it's, it's, it's YouTube for me. YouTube's yeah. the place to go for everything football. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, just yeah. You, you type in football and uh, and away you go. You just sit back and go. Where did that day disappear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the on the local ones, we, we've got some some good local sites that are great for for catching up with the local football. Um, you you get involved in those at all? Yeah, I do. I um I read footballwa.net and that's really good to get uh, some information about the local game. Um, it's really good that it. It goes from sort of the amateur leagues and state league division two and one, and then you can also read about the the women's game, and then you also get those articles on there about um, how the local boys are doing in Europe and stuff like that. Mm. So, it sort of spans across the whole network of football in a, in the WA community. So, I get behind that one a fair bit, um, uh, and, and I listen to that podcast, the football podcast that Cleachy runs as well. I think that's a that's a really good. Um, place to get some news on the local game too. I think Kalichi does a fantastic job running that podcast. And, and he is such a character as well. Yeah, well, I've, I've been lucky to play with Kalichi uh, the last maybe two years uh, when I was at North Perth. I tell you what, he's a good footballer as well. He's uh, could play at a lot higher level. Mm. I've, I've just gone to that Football 365. and One of the ones that's come up. Money Man City have spent on players who have made no appearances. James Trafford, £15 million for no appearances. I'm going, I'm, who's James Trafford? Exactly. You've got, you, uh, there's another follower on that one, mate. Well done. Thank you for getting me onto that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I think James Trafford's actually signed for Burnley. I might be, don't quote me on that, but I think he's gone to Burnley. 
well, I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me. You know, there, there's some yeah. names on that. So they've since 2016-17, according to Football 365, they've spent 213.4 million pounds on five players who have made no appearances. That's, See, that's crazy. In Australian money. dollars, that's half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Crazy money. That's to, amazing, to, to, isn't it? You know, there's all that, uh, you know, let, let, let's build up a war chest and stockpile players, but come on now. I mean, what most clubs could do with £214 million is ridiculous. And, and just have yeah, them well, sitting, on the, sitting on the on the pine, as uh, Sean was telling I'd us like, about. I'd, I'd like yeah. to ask Sean what um, South End could do with that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, don't ask for much. <laughs> they could move out of South End. <laughs> uh, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of their owner, but that's, uh, that's another issue. It's been sad to watch that club d- destroy itself over the last 30 years. Um yeah, look, and it seems to be something with, with clubs I follow because Gloria are doing the same thing. But, yeah. Um, no, no, look, it's just interesting. I think there's all sorts of places out there. Obviously, YouTube and um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, TikTok. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah. But there's another one I found, um, The Cracks, and there was um, a story I picked up on which was about a, a young footballer who... Um, had a vicious assault on a referee. Oh, no, no, look, and obviously he was investigated. He was banned for an awful long time. I think he got a life life ban from playing football. Um, But that's not where it ended because obviously um, he's been absolutely flamed through the um, internet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. copped copped a, a hell of a lot of abuse, um, so much so that the young man's ended his life. No. So, as much oh, as God. he shouldn't he shouldn't be attacking referees, and it's a, an abhorrent thing to do. Um, I think you know we're we're all too quick to just get oh, on there and keyboard warriors. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. But the that, keyboard yeah, warriors I can think... do this without being banned from the internet. I know. they can drive know. a young man yeah. to death. No, you know, no. and it's... well, that's the. I'd like to jump in there on that yeah. because. Um, like you guys have said there, that it's, it's social media. It's mm. that everyone jumps on the bandwagon and attacks the the um, the person that's responsible for that. But um, I'm a, in my in my profession. I'm a school teacher, and I deal with you know things similar to that. And there needs to be the support for the person that's committed yes. the crime as yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. if you don't that that does that those sorts of incidents don't occur unless there's something not right with that individual, whether it be anger management issues sure. or. Yep problems in their personal life and it's so important that that they're actually supported it sounds funny but you've got to support the person that's done the crime well the, um, other, the other thing is though there's this policy that you've done you've done the the, the time you've done the crime you've done the time and then then we've got to give people an avenue i think look life bans are laudable but i think also then we we what do we do? We've driven someone away from our game. Um, we need to find a way to keep them involved and bring them back in, but also, as you said, support them. Um, there That's was right. David Gouwilly got some terrible press in this state for something that I don't know too much about, but he was tried in a criminal court and cleared. He was tried in a civil court and had to award um, some compensation to the young lady, but the, the laws of, of proof and the burden of proof are very different in that. He's also then gone to another court and been proven bankrupt and he mm. plies his trade by playing football. So then mm. with no criminal history, he's been obviously tagged and labelled by people with no ability to rebuild his life. And, and his mental health doesn't matter because everyone with an opinion just puts him on a list and then says that's it he's he deserves everything he gets he's plied his trade and his life has been around football 
and you know again what he did we don't i don't know the facts behind what did or didn't happen but he has been cleared by criminal court so at that point um you know people will be very careful about what they say about him yeah my question to that is um 20 years ago, uh, if he was in the same situation before social media, would he have been able to find himself a local football club to play football in? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And this is, I think, the trouble is with social media, it's so easy for um, people to get on there. There's one of the things that has been going on with with a local state league club um, has been washed in public. And I I think a lot of that stuff shouldn't have been washed in public. It needed to be behind closed doors. And, Mm -hmm. you know, social media policies are very important for clubs. And, um, you know, some things just don't need to be out no. there in the open. You, you deal with your internal issues internally. And then after that, you know, you, you, you don't have these issues. I don't see how um, some of the players within this are ever going to be able to resurface at that yeah. club <laughs> and, and maybe others. That's right. All it takes is a few people to... Uh voice their concerns on social media and some of those concerns are justified but once you have a few it can really tarnish the image of a football club so they've got to act quickly and the response is always going to be to remove that player from their club because the backlash is just too great it just snowballs once you get a couple of people involved and then the media love to get Mm. it because once it's in the media then it's clickbait and then it's advertising revenue so it's a vicious cycle yeah Um, yeah to the individual, it's it's all part of that cancel culture that's happening oh, now. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of it's very very is justified. Um, but you know, I don't know the full story of Goodwilly. But if, like you said, he's been cleared. If he's been cleared, I don't know the full story. But if he has, then you know that's tough for him. That's mm. a it's a really tough thing to well, take. That's that, one, you know, Twenty one of those, years ago, it wouldn't have happened. It's yeah. one of those wavy ones where there is there is no criminal finding against him, but there is through civil court. Mm. Um, and again, the, the burden of proof, you, beyond all reasonable doubt in a criminal court and in all probability in civil court. So there are some differences between how the, the evidence is measured and weighted. But, you know, obviously there's something. Irrespective of that, he still, as you said, needs to be supported. He still needs to be able to yeah, find yeah. an avenue back into the game he loves. There's no one who does this. And coaches, administrators, and I know there's been some administrators, including Tony Sage, who have been lambasted on media about what they do and don't do. You know, and Tony is invested and people say, oh, it's only a tax break. $50 million. That's, oh, that's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. that's not an insignificant no, no. sum of money. Um, and people don't look at that and go, oh, yeah, but he, he did that. I think Tony's issue was that Tony was a fan. So a lot of the time his heart was overruling his head. Yeah, if he had done it as a businessman, he'd have been out of it a long time ago. So well, that's that's the the joke, isn't it? If, if you come in to invest in any football, our game in particular, to expect to make money, you, 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 you've got into the wrong business, mate. Oh, absolutely. Look, and I, I've said to um, my son one day when you know, Tony Sage was pumping massive amounts of money into the club, he must have some really interesting conversations with his accountants he's going, Tony, Tony, what the hell are you doing? And he's going, but I love it, you know? And that's the problem. People don't give him the respect for that. But everyone, and, and I think we're so lucky in this state because we've got people who know how to run every single club, including the national t- team, who are, are working, <laughs> filling shells in coals. But, you know, they're wasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy, what else do you look at? Yeah. Yeah, what, what else has got your interest? Oh, I tell you, there's one thing that's really got my interest at the moment. I can't stop reading about it. Is um, I don't know if you've discussed it on the show yet, but 
That's the Saudi Arabian Pro League. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think that is such an interesting concept. Oh, isn't it? You know, we've seen it. We, see, we saw it with China. We saw them, you know, they signed a handful of expensive players, some in their prime, some coming out of their prime. And we thought, okay, what's China going to do here? And that all fell in a heap. I'm just wondering, Saudi Arabia is putting a ton of money into these players. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, I can see over the next year, two years, three years, um, that's going to help their football grow. I just don't see how that can be sustained. Um, and I'm, I'm worried for Saudi Arabia. Well, worried's not the right word, but I'm concerned for Saudi Arabia that their league's going to do what China's done. There's going to be a point where they can only pump so much yeah. money into it and then it's just going to go back to where it was. But, look, there's a lot of conversations to be had uh, in terms of sports washing, the human yes. rights issues yeah, involved yeah. in that country. I think it's a great... It's a great conversation piece, but it's a really interesting one. I'm keeping my eye on at the moment. Yeah, it. Um, and that's what I mean, I've mentioned on the, on the show more than a few times. Where um, particularly the A League should be looking at uh, more sustainable models, such as the um, the MLS, where it's a it's a franchise model. Yeah, where it's a collective pot of money, yeah. uh, as, as Beckham. Uh, did with Inter Miami. Uh, yeah. he got he got a decent deal to get that, but that money doesn't go to a particular individual. It goes to the league, mm. uh, and to to see Messi get that that deal um, again, it, it, he could have gone anyway. He could have gone and taken the Saudi money, but, but, you, but, but you the, the at... league is benefiting by allowing Messi to sign for Inter Miami. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Inter Miami just recently had three. Consecutive wins, the first time in their yeah. history, and you think, "Hang on a minute, you, you, you're, you're a big club in a, in, a, in a big league, and you've only but you that's, that's a record three to row." When it started, right it used to have a whole load of ex. That's right. International. I mean, you had Trevor um, Francis being one of them. Trevor Francis was in there. Pele played. Gordon Banks. George Best. George Best. There was a whole heap of um, former internationals and um, world bests. Yeah, lots of them played in there. And I suppose the issue was that they were always people that were considered has-beens, yeah. who were then going into that league. And there was a bit like the Australian A-League where we get... Yeah, know, we did, we did. We, we bring in players yeah, that towards we... the end of their career. What's really causing the issues now with Saudis is that they're bringing in players who could still ply their trade at yep. the highest yep. level. I mean, yeah, Christian Ronaldo at the end of his <laughs> career, but he's still capable. Mbappe is only, yep. what, 22? Yep. Two-time World Cup winner. Yeah. M- M- Mitrovic... Is has said to Fulham, uh, the Saudis want me. Uh, they're going to give you fifty-two million. I, I'm never going to. Here's literally, I Jordan will never, ha- never play for Fulham ever again. I was like, come on, mate. Jordan Henderson, though. I mean, again, oh, yeah. he, he can play in in, yep, the, in yep. the EPL, but they're offering money that you just is absolutely life changing yep. at that level. Yep. And you go, well, I do a season of that, and that's it. I've I've set well, intergenerational wealth. Yes. That's right, and Jordan Henderson signed a three-year deal as well, so yeah. he's on that he's on that money for three years. Mm. But I don't know if you've discussed the situation with Jordan Henderson. He was an ambassador ambassador for the LGBTQ That's community right. Right. in the UK, yeah. and he's basically thrown that up and mm. spat in their face by signing for a club in a country where yeah. uh, being homosexual is. Uh, you know, a, a you criminal. Punished he, by he, the death penalty. Not necessarily. He could advocate for them in Saudi. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a death sentence. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, now, a lifestyle choice lot. in that country is a death sentence. And, yes, and yeah. well done you for, for, for highlighting that, uh, Jimmy, that, that you know, you, you're in one country because maybe it's a, it's a good look to be, 
you know, advocating that particular cause and then do a complete U-turn because someone says, here's a bucket load of money. But, but also when Turn you look it at it, there's, I mean, obviously Newcastle United have had a lot of stick because of the of the Saudi yeah. blood money that's been coming in. So... Hey, the City Group, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right from the word go, the City yeah. Group's the same, you know. So this, this is a reaction, though, because typical uh, of, of Saudis is, all right, if we're going to go out and get criticised in international press mm-hmm. before this, then why not just buy it all and bring it in here and then no one can criticise us because we'll just run our own <laughs> yeah, show. That's, well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's interesting too because yeah. you've got a Saudi club trying to buy uh, Alan Samaximan from Newcastle who's yeah. owned, he's at a club that's owned by the, the Saudi um, yeah. fund. I don't know what the name of the fund is, but it seems like you've got... <laughs> They can put any price on it, and the money's just going to go straight back into their bank that's account. Right. So that's an interesting one as well. Well, we've seen those sorts of deals more than a few times. Where, and that gets us back down to the fundamentals that we spoke about earlier, yeah. with with the the transfer market just being an arbitrary. You know, I want that player for this amount of money, and. But he with the deepest pockets wins, and I find it quite interesting that, that clubs like Newcastle, Manchester United, City are now complaining that they can't compete with the Saudi money for these players. But you can see that happening the other way. So, yeah. you, you know, you could get a... If we use um, Henderson as an example, or, or Mitrovic. Yeah. So the Saudi club buys Mitrovic for 52 mil mm-hmm. and then goes, oh, we're going to loan him to Newcastle. Yeah. Because they can. Yes. For no money. Yes. And so you can get... You know, she could again. We, we mentioned Mbappe. You could get Mbappe for you know, astronomical money, and then loan him to a club that you own in a different. Uh, oh, look! I'm sure. It's, I'm, it's sure I'm sure. It is murky. I'm sure South End would love it. You see the wages they're offering on Mbappe. He's going to get paid in Australian dollars, one point four billion with a B, one point four billion dollars for one season. Yeah. 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 And as Sean said, it's intergenerational wealth. But again, how much money can you spend? I mean, that, that, it, how much money do you have now? No, I oh, don't, no, I don't look, know. Nor, nor, and, nor, nor and do I have the other thing is, though, you, you hear about some players, and we, we'll talk about Mbappe getting you know, $1.2 billion. It's just, just obscene. Um, and then you look at Emmanuel Kante, who is, yep. believes he's very lucky to be gifted as a footballer and what he's done is he's gone back to his his hometown mm-hmm. in Africa yeah. and he's built a hospital That's right. and he's built schools That's right. he has a soccer academy yeah. you know he's invested back into his grassroots yeah. and it's just interesting to see how many of them actually do that and it seems to be uh, I don't like to, to to highlight a particular country but it seems to be the Africans do that a lot George Ware did that in in Liberia yes, as well absolutely. you know I've, I've I've been lucky enough and talented enough to earn wealth. Now I'm, you know, grounded enough and 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 socially minded enough to invest that wealth back to where it's, a very it's altruistic needed. Act, um, yeah, yeah, attitude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It should be more of it. And I think there was um, who was it now the Chelsea player who had um, a whole load of people donating funds for a very good cause. I can't remember who it was now, but. Yeah. There's a few other players that have done that. You know, Sadio Mane's done that, um, yeah. where he's from. Um, and, and, and Rashford Senegalese. did that as well during yeah. COVID, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. And I think he had um, Didier Drogba in the yes. Ivory Coast. That's he right. pumped yeah. a lot of money back That's there. Right. And he did. Well, he, actually, he, actually, he actually stopped a civil war. 
Yes, he did. <laughs> so, you know, unbelievable. Look, yeah, it is unbelievable. And I think, you know, it, it's not lost on people, but um, it needs to be more of it. But mm. I just think that that amount of money is just an obscene amount of money wow. for any one individual we're picking up just for kicking a bit of leather around. All right, Jimmy, <laughs> just, just in closing, um, you obviously follow all streams of football. Um, I imagine that you are a Glory fan when you're, you're here. Um, I know you went to the West Ham um uh, training and I think you did you go to the Tottenham one as well? Yeah, I actually got right involved. I got a little bit excited because I'm a school teacher and I was on school holidays at the time those teams came over. So I was a bit of a fanboy because I'm just a fan of football in general. So I went to the training, the West Ham training session and yep. uh, met all the players. Um, yeah, we did the went to the Spurs training session. That was good. Yep. Uh, and I went to both games as well. Um, it's just, it was great to just uh, see those famous stars on our shores because sometimes being in Perth we just feel so isolated yeah uh, it's kind of surreal to see you know Son and Kane walking through the Western Hotel <laughs> in the Perth city isn't it so, it is absolutely it is and I think you know, it's one of the reasons why I went to the games is because it's you know when am I going to watch West Ham again um, why but, would you want but, to because I love them um, <laughs> but you you obviously follow an English team yourself yeah who Jimmy, you there? You follow an English team? Yep. What was that? Sorry. What English team do you follow? What team do I follow? Yeah. Oh, sorry, just cut out there. No, I'm a Middlesbrough supporter. So I've Middlesbrough. Had a pretty, I've had a tough life. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. No, so I was no, born and I was born and raised in Middlesbrough. No, no, no tougher than Huey. He, yeah, I'm a West Brom fan. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel oh, your pain. This is bad. Yeah, that's a, we're, that's about the same level. I'm a yo-yo club up yeah. and down in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Making wrong decisions with strikers bought from overseas, yep. investing the wrong way. Yep. Uh, we've seen it all. Yep. <laughs> Hayley Roach is going to join us uh, later on the show. She's a Rotherham fan. So, yeah, we, we know the pain of real football, that's for sure. We could, oh, we could jump onto a bandwagon and, and, and put on a, a, a white shirt or a red shirt and call ourselves fans. But uh, the real fans are the ones like, like, like yourself and, well, and, and yeah, like Hayley. And I know. When, when West Ham are the same as well. They're, well, they're, when my kids were um, playing junior football Ooh. and all the kids were running around with, with yeah. their Chelsea, uh, Chelsea and, and Man United, United shirts on. Yeah. My, my boys walking around with South End shirts on. So, <laughs> uh, you know, proud of our roots, but that's the way it goes. Um, all right, Jimmy. I, I, um, I was going to just say, I, I, run, I run a soccer academy at the school I work at and, you know, I talk to my students about which teams they follow and my students are from all parts of the world. We're really multicultural Good. and they, they all say Manchester United, Man City, Arsenal, uh. Chelsea and who do you support, sir? And I say, you know, Middlesbrough. And they go, who? Why would you support them? I said, well, that's where I'm from. Yeah. I didn't get a choice in the matter. If I had a choice, it certainly wouldn't have been Middlesbrough, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly wouldn't have been Sunderland either. No. no. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Jimmy, look, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great. Um, you yeah, have thanks a, for having me. good knowledge of football. Um, and thanks for sharing what your e-diet is with us. Thanks, Yeah, I've, I've got a few yeah, of those Yeah, thanks already. for having me. Uh, happy to come back on whenever you'd like a chat. Mate, you're a no one. You may not get on and get everything. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> She's, yeah, you'll be on the show with me. That. Don't you worry about that, Jim. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. See you, boys. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, look, I think the, the fun of that segment is that we're not talking to coaches or administrators no. or no, no. anything else. We're just talking to... Yeah, the, just shooting the breeze about uh, our ordinary game. man in the street. But look, Jimmy's a, a great guy and he's got a, a great knowledge of football. Um, and I think, you know, we've just got to acknowledge that there are people around who enjoy the game at all sorts of That's levels. Right. That's right. All right, we are going... I've not had a response back from my text, but I'm going to give Fran a call and we'll see how we go oh, with come on. Fran. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to go break and we'll be back with Fran if the phone and the world and 
everything align. <laughs> so we'll be back with something after this. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Greatness is all around us. On pitches, fields, and playgrounds. At home and far away. It lives in the past. And it's in the faces we look up to. And in those we see every day. Greatness is all around us. It takes us beyond limitations, beyond possibility. Beyond doubt. Beyond expectations. The only question is, where will it take us next? Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. And welcome back to Radio Fremantle. It's a world football program. It has just gone a quarter past 11 here in Fremantle. You're on 107.9 FM. We are going to go and have a look at uh, the women's, the Hyundai Women's Division 1, because that is where the uh, replacement for the bottom of the table in the NPL women is going to be coming from. Results from last week, Perth. AFC 3, Fremantle City 1, UWA Netherlands 2, Subiaco 0, Hammersley Rovers 1, Mandra City 0, Port Kennedy 1, Sorrento 4. Games that will be coming up uh, tomorrow at 1pm in that division. Fremantle City will take on Port Kennedy, that's at Hilton Park. Mandra City will take on Subiaco at Genesis Care Park at 1pm. Sorrento will take on UWA Netherlands at Hillary's Park and Perth AFC will take on Hammersley. That division has Hammersley topping the table by four points ahead of UWA Netherlands. Both of those teams have played 14 games. Hammersley are on 38 points. UWA Netherlands on 34 points. So, as I say, that... Um, Oh, and Perth AFC are in third place. So that clash between Hammersley and Perth uh, tomorrow is going to be a crucial game. Um, who do I say? Hammersley have got... Yeah, that's right. Hammersley have got Perth. Uh, so I would suggest, being that uh, Perth in third place on 31 points, uh, nearly... What's that? That's 14, 15 points clear of Sorrento in third place, uh, in fourth place. One of those three teams is likely to be the one coming into the... NPLW next season. Sean is still having... Oh, oh no, look, we're having sorts of issues. Um, All right, it came up. Yeah. Uh, Sean? Yes. All right, no worries. We'll uh, so on. there was a, some lack of communication there. There's a, it's a different number we need to be uh, contacting Fran, so Sean's going to do that I'm right now. Blame, I'm going to blame you for that, Hugh. I, oh, well, I'll show you the, the, the area there. So... 
while he's doing that, he's got my uh, source of information, so I'm just going to waffle on. Now, what uh, I did say earlier on is that the um, Panama... Uh, Jamaica game is officially an 8.30 kickoff t- tonight. So that is uh, one you need to be mindful of, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and the uh, the final game, which was uh, the uh, Columbia game, that's a 6 o'clock kickoff. So, yeah, where well, I was thinking that it, it should just be, you know, all, all, all 8 o'clock kickoffs is, uh, is not the case. So there you go. News just in uh, from 18 minutes ago from The Guardian Australia. Sam Kerr has declared herself fit to play against Canada in the Matildas must-win clash at the 2023 Women's World Cup. Mate. Hot off the pressures. Even if she wasn't fit, she'd declare herself fit and play on one leg because yep. I think she's you so beauty. needed. And, you know, it's, this isn't a time where you play ducks and drakes. This is no, where no. you put your best 11 out. And if she... If she Injures herself in the first 20, you just go, look, we threw everything at it. Well, we've, seen, right. that. we've seen that before. Now, yeah. someone who is throwing everything at oh, it here is, we go. is my next guest, which is um, Fran Herndale, Herndale from uh, the Eastern States there, who is, for some mad reason, kicking a ball <laughs> all the a... way from Gold Coast to Sydney. And you're actually in the, the midst of doing that as we speak, Fran. So um, good morning and how are you? I'm really good, guys. How are you? Excellent. Um it's a mad, mad feat. Question is why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been all, I've been called all sorts, as you can imagine, crazy, insane. Uh, look, guys, I just wanted to go above and beyond and raise more awareness yep. for women in sport and just, you know, run for the future generation of girls in sport. Yeah, it's interesting. Just talking to a, a guest, Ben Gilby, earlier on, and, and whilst there is, you know, in particularly in England, good funding at the top end, it's always the grassroots that are struggling. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, even in the World Cup, we've we've already said there are um, in, in national type sides playing in hand-me-down kit from men. So um, it's very important that we get that funding in there. And I, and I applaud you for what you're doing. Um, you know, tongue in cheek, I say it's mental, but it's it's so mad. It's inspirational. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, do you know I. I've obviously been running now. For, this is day number 10, and I've racked up, I think it's uh, 284 kilometres. Um, you know, and I had a little kid yep. stop me on the side of the road, a little girl, and she just said to me, how is that even possible? And, you know, this just speaks volumes about why I'm running, you know, just doing the impossible. And I'm not suggesting kids run on the road like driven <laughs> no. down the coast, but, you know, just showing them what is possible um, as an ex, you know, athlete myself, you know, playing for it over in the UK. You're running it's just going above and... You're running okay, thirty. Kind of you're running thirty-two oh, kilometres a day. You are not an ex-athlete. Yeah. You are very yeah, much right. a yeah. current athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not playing at the moment, guys. You know, yeah. I, I've been off it for a year, but I was playing for Sydney Uni. Um, I've been in Australia now for eight years, but yeah, just recently moved to the Gold Coast. But you know, when you get to that 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 level, you know, um, it's you know what's next, and and that's you know another reason why I'm running. You know, just keeping other athletes within within the sport and just, you know, fostering through the next generation and helping the youngsters come through and just giving them that, you know, the talks and, you know, just to help them through, you know, their career. Because it's, you know, the people that I'm inspiring, you know, that the age, you know, 11, 12, it's such a prime age, you know, to give yep. them a bit of inspiration. So Without a doubt. Yeah. And I think, look, there's... There's a lot to be said about role models. The you know when we look at people like Lisa Devana, Sam Kerr, some of them have been pioneers. Um, there's a very good exhibition on at the uh, Perth Library Perth at the Library moment, at the moment. Yep. Um, which is really honouring those trailblazing mm. women back in the 60s who really you know 
on a on a shoestring budget achieved miracles and and you know those first matildas um just inspirational stories about the the levels of adversity they had and you know i think it's Whilst it was necessary, it's nice that we don't have that now, but we, we are not looking at some of the adversities, yep. the yep. new adversities, lack of funding um, you know, and proper pathways. And, you know, we talked about earlier on about the, the injury crisis with, with knees. There's, there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done around the women's game, and it only happens when we have money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's one of the reasons I'm running, you know, and it's... Um I mean, 500,000 is, is a massive target, but, you know, guys, it's not for me, it's not about reaching that target. You know, I had to pick a number and I, you know, <laughs> as an athlete... Half know, a million, yeah, that's we not... Love, we love to aim high. Aim yeah. high, that's right. Why not go, yep. go high? Yeah. Now, Fran, I've been following your, your, your run. Um, you weren't doing um, wall passes down the M1, were you? Yeah, you know, off, off the, no. the bridges there. It looks like it. I, I see there's there's a little TikTok one there, and I thought she's not doing one twos to herself. <laughs> you know, guys, as you can imagine, it gets a little bit boring when you're running by yourself all day. So, uh, yeah, I do have a bit of a, a sense of humour being English. So, it's, um, yeah, I do play one two off the wall every now and again. But my 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 goodness, running down the M1, guys. Look, obviously, I'm not running on the M1. It's I have to run on it for short stints to get off the next exit, you know, sure, to take yeah. the, um, the route. But, yeah, I mean, my goodness, I run the other side of the rails and uh, my partner was driving the van and it was just like ping pong. <laughs> it really was, um, you know, just dodging all the crap on the side of the road. And, um, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, all those little skills that I learnt when I was younger and now coming into play, you know, because dribbling yeah. a ball is one thing, you know, dribbling it down a hill when the wind's, yeah. you know, picking up is but, a different... But I look at running... Challenging. Ru- running in general, I've never been a, a great fan of running. I remember training for the uh, the London Olympics if, if I was going to get in the very first one, which I didn't, but I did all the training. Uh, and just running for no apparent reason just bored the hell out of me. I go I go, I go, go soccer training and we, we do laps of the oval with a ball. It's a different thing. I'll just chase that ball all day. I'm like, I must be part Kelpie or something. But it, does, it, is, it actually makes it more interesting to run with the ball. Um, and you're doing, what, about 32 kilometres a day? Yes, I'm running 32 k's a day for 32 days, so coinciding with the FIFA Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, like you said, guys, you know, running is one thing. I couldn't run more than 10 k's April this year, so I'm not, I'm not a runner. You know, typically yeah. as soccer players, we only run around sort of 8 to 10 k's a game, and that's walking, running, sprinting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not I'm not a runner, so and I'm running in running shoes. I'm not running in soccer boots. So um, look, it's just it's challenging. But look, I'm I'm stepping outside my comfort zone, um, hoping to inspire the younger generation. It's just doing something different. I think a lot yeah. of people are running are running around the country doing you know money for raising money for charities, which is awesome. But I just wanted to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. And look, more power to you. That yep. is very, very different. The question I have with you is 32 kilometres a day. How are your balls holding up? Oh, do you know what, guys? I'm actually on my first ball still. So really? I'm, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sponsored by the Meriton Suites and they gave me um, 10 soccer balls. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to be enough. But <laughs> I've, still got, I've still got the number. I've still got my first ball. It's starting to lose its colour. Okay. But it's... Yeah. it's Still here. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good because I mean, if you can manage to make that one last, that's nine training balls for someone, isn't it? It is. It is, and I've been giving away balls down the, you yeah. know, down the the coast to little kids and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get this ball to Sydney. That would be 
That'd be, that'd be phenomenal. And then um, whoever the supplier of that ball was, that would be such a great campaign for them because um, obviously they, they get beaten up a bit. And I, I would have thought being on tarmac and everything else, it would have been shredded by now. But um, I'm interested in the logistics. Obviously, you've got your partner in a van. Um, yep. So are, are you sleeping in a caravan or you you a little bit more comfort than that? No, so at the moment it's just been sleeping in the caravan. Mm. Um, you know, a couple of times I've had to run down sort of dirt track roads just to avoid the M1. And, you know, we ended up in a place called New Italy and it was just, you know, literally a car park. And we, luckily we've got a shower at the back and we just had to, I just had to hose off for the day and then just jump into bed. It's been quiet. Hose <laughs> <laughs> off for the day. That's, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so now you're, you're running... You're running the equivalent of a marathon a day, really. So yeah. that that's phenomenal in itself. Um, yeah. Now that doesn't happen without fuel. I imagine you're absolutely yeah. killing it on the, the the protein intake. Yeah, I'm smashing about three thousand calories a day, guys. And um, over these nine days, I think I've I've burnt around twenty six thousand calories wow. at the moment. So I'm really, and I'm only a petite girl. I'm um, <laughs> sixty sixty kilos, just under sixty kilos. So um, you know, being able to manage my weight as well so I don't lose too much weight. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm really eating at the moment. Um, but luckily the guys, we bought the van off, uh, Skyline Campers, they're actually paying for my food, which I thought nice. was quite silly of them. But Nice. <laughs> yeah, look, they obviously didn't think that one through. Nah. Good no, on, no, they didn't. Good, good on them. <laughs> A little chick, how much are you going to eat? She's yeah. smashing it down. No, I mean, I've, seen the, I've seen some of the news reports because I did a bit of research last night and seen the news reports. You, you are not. A, a large woman, you very petite, um, but you know my concern for you is is obviously you've got to keep your body conditioned because for for thirty two days that is an enormous yeah. task, and you know obviously your health is is more important than anything else. Um, how are you holding up mentally and yeah. physically? How are the toenails? Oh look, you know today, guys. I'll be honest. It's been a bit of a. Yesterday was a challenging day. You know, I was running in just it was just pure heat. I was on new tarmac. I actually ran through a few. Um, construction uh, sites as well they were just um, paved down new road and oh. I had sort of 10 blokes just sort of staring at me saying what the hell is she doing um, running down our new road but look in, I was running the heat yesterday my my, my feet just felt like sandbags um, wow. my toenails were bruised after day two um, but look my calves are just they're tight every single morning I get up and yeah this morning you know, obviously, it's, it's mentally challenging as well. Uh, this, it's all, mm. it's all mindset. I had, I was running along crying this morning. I look like a bit of a, <laughs> a crazy, a crazy woman. But yeah, look, you just have to let those emotions flow. And you know, once you've had a little cry, you sort of just pick yourself back up and just, just keep going. But it, it just, it, this run is so much more than just me. So yeah. I just go back to my why and why I'm doing it, and mm. it just, it just picks me up to go again. So that that's your main uh, motivation driver, the, the the overall. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah, and I mean, look, I I, I played, you know, I've been playing soccer since I was or football for us back home. But since I was seven years old, um, you know, I played with the boys up until I was eleven mm -hmm. because we had no girls team, and yep. I formed my own girls team at the age of eleven. Um, so I just I just know what it feels like as a young girl growing up in the in that industry, you know. Um, and yeah, look, I just want to inspire the youngsters and just just be a role model, guys. You know, it just it's just so much more than me, and it just keeps me fueled every day.
So no. it's not too late now for people to, to still give oh, no. give money. So um, yeah. who do they contact? How do they get that, that money to you? Yeah, so I'm running for Women's Sport Australia. So, um, yeah, they're a non-for-profit organisation. So they yeah, really do sort of the advocate for women in sport. Um, all the money will go towards, you know, like um, networking events, you know, getting a voice within government guys, you know, to, to make the changes that need to be made yeah. at the top as yeah. well. Um so, yeah, you can head over to womensportaustralia.com.au uh, or you can head over to my website, which is um, www.chickwithaball.com.au mm. um, or there's my links are on my Instagram too, which is just Fran, Fran Herndale. Um, but, yeah, if anyone yeah, can donate, that would be really appreciated. But if not, like just a simple sharing, sharing my journey would just be great. Yeah, look, and I think it's important that we get the message out there. And, and I think a very important mm. point that you made was about lobbying government. It's something yeah. other codes do far, far much better than us. And I think part of the problem is that as a football community, although we're, we're all united in, in some causes, we're, we're all just a little bit insular. And when it comes to looking for the good of the game... Um, single club interests and uh, yeah. come, come into it. And I think we, we've just get politically smarter. Um, and there are an awful lot of expats from not just from, from the UK, but from other footballing nations who, when you think about it, would probably um, be a majority for any government, oh, yeah. whether that's state, federal. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who vote, who play or love football, and we've really got to galvanise that in, into getting government support for, for the game at all levels. Yep. Oh, definitely, most definitely. And, you know, and, it, and when I think about it, guys, it's, it's, not, it's not about, um, you know, just me running for, for women, you know, because you know, I'm inspiring young boys as well. That's right. The other thing, and it, it's not just about singling out the sexes, it's just about us all supporting one another, um, you know, like us guys today, like talking on the radio, you know, you're male, I'm female. It's, you know, we, if we just support each other, yeah. um, it can go a very long way. In my I know. Eyes. Look, you, 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 you're captivating old boys as well because obviously Hugh's picked up on your story <laughs> and is, is championing your cause over here oh, for yeah. you as well. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. I do appreciate that. Oh, look, the, as a radio station, we're, we're for all things football, um, you know, in, in all its facets. Um, and that's why I keep saying to people about this game is it can be enjoyed at so many levels. There's statisticians who get off on it. There are people in wheelchairs who play um, wheelchair football. We've got equal, equal footing ball, Sabutio, um, e-sports. We've got... Yeah, no, but the, what I'm saying is it, you talk about a diverse sport, anyone... No matter who you are, where you are, you can be blind, you can be deaf, you can be a referee, you can still enjoy oh. the game. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And, you know, so, you know, football and soccer has taught me so much in, in my career. Like, like yeah. you know, even just bringing out my personality, you know, teaching me how to play as part of a team, communication, you know, learning how to make friends and c communicate with other people. You yeah. know, football really does unite people in so many ways. And it's just, it's such a... It, it just brings so many people together. That's the one thing I just love about it. And, you know, it's, I've played against best friends of mine back in the UK and you can be enemies on pitch but come off as best friends. That's so right. it's, Absolutely. it's just one of those games. It's yep. just it's such a beautiful sport. And you, you could be kicking an onion round in, in Africa or India in bare feet or you could be kicking a ball from Gold Coast to Sydney. We still yeah, love it. Yep. So where, where are you at the moment, <laughs> uh, Fran? Uh, you've, I've, I've got your schedule here. You, you, how close are you to a Wugulaga? 
Is that how I pronounce Woolgooliga? Oh, yeah. So I've just gone past it. I'm just heading into Emerald Beach. Oof. Um, yeah, so just making my way through there. And I th- I'm stopping at Sapphire Beach today. So just, um, yeah, sort of five, six k's out of Coffs Harbour, which I'll be running through tomorrow. Lovely. That's good work. Now, I've got to ask the question. I've seen some of your, your photos. What is the most weirdest thing you've seen on the road because Aussies love just throwing crap out the window, which is not a good thing to do, but there must have been something that you've gone, what is that and what's it doing here? Oh, you know, guys, I have to say I've seen so much roadkill and it's just been, oh, yeah, yeah I've had no. to sort of hold my guts in. Yeah. Um, weirdest thing I've seen? Um, just shoes. Like, <laughs> like just random shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Single shoes. So... Someone's missing a th- another shoe. So, yeah, just random shoes, really. All right, so if anyone's missing a shoe, get a hold of Fran. She might have seen it. Um, look, Fran, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for what you be, you're doing, and best of luck. Uh, it's a long, long way to go, and I really do um, admire you for yep. what you're doing. And before you go, awesome. give, give us that link again, please, Fran. So it's uh, au. Good Thank on you, friend. You keep on awesome. going. Thanks for having we, me, guys. Yep. Look forward to seeing you at the World Cup final. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. You're welcome. All right, Fran, chick with the ball. Um, yep. Get on to it. Follow it. It's, um, yeah, look. Yep. It's mental, but what a, what a cause. And as it is, it, it's, uh, it's all going to a good cause. It's going, uh, as she said, Women Sport Australia, which is a not-for-profit um, organisation that has been set up to uh, help women's sport. It's a uh, peak national advocacy body, uh, and you can do that by going to, as she said, uh, chick with the ball or going to... Um, womensportaustralia.com.au forward slash chick with the ball and donate what you can because it's all going to help women's sport in this country. And like uh, like you said, Sean, she's doing the equivalent of a marathon every day for 32 days just, know, it's just for that. Incredibly. It's so mad. It's inspirational. Yep. It's just, you know... I, I just can't fathom running. I couldn't even catch a bus that far in a day. Never mind. No, no, no. And, and again, she's... She, Going down, that's why I had to, well, I didn't have to, but that's why I asked the question, because she's going down uh, not the not the road most easily travelled because of, uh, you know, just the the safety concerns of, of, of a chick running down down a major highway. Uh, cars whizzing past you at 100 k's an hour and, you know, and this, know. It's still the same ball, though. I, I would have thought by now she would have gone through a couple. Oh, look, I, I know a lot of people that um, would lose that ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like she said, ha- running downhill while still trying to dribble, just send it long, you know. <laughs> I'll catch up with it when I get down the bottom of the hill. Oh, yeah. it's an inspiration. I'm so happy to uh, have ha- Fran join us on the show. We had, again, it's been the, the theme of the day. Just like technical problems, she yeah. The, the number they gave me wasn't the uh, wasn't the number. I'm still blaming you. Yeah, hey, I'll blame me. I always do. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back after this with Haley Roach, the Lost Lioness. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258 6822. Station sponsor.
greatness is all around us. On pitches, fields, and playgrounds. At home and far away. It lives in the past. And it's in the faces we look up to. And in those we see every day. Greatness is all around us. It takes us beyond limitations, beyond possibility. Beyond doubt. Beyond expectations. The only question is, where will it take us next? You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. Now, I never get tired of hearing that intro. So dynamic and just makes you want to go out and play football. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There's a few on there that I like. Yeah, Radio yeah. Fremantle. <laughs> oh, no. But, but that particular, the, the FIFA World Cup one, it's been yep. good. And I think that the media coverage and the adverts and everything else has been really good around it. But mm-hmm. someone who have a, an opinion on it is our next guest, which is Hayley Roach, the Lost Lioness. Hayley, good morning. Hello, how are you doing? How's your World Cup experience going so far? I'm he, loving it. He hasn't taken the Irish shirt off since uh, since Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think from from an Irish perspective, and look, I, I'm one of these lucky people because I'm you know I'm half English, half Irish, and I'm also an Australian. So you know I've got it all covered at the moment. But from an Irish perspective, first World Cup, um, yeah. Yeah. and really gave a good account oh, yeah. of themselves, and you know. Um, well, are respected for for the way they've gone about the game, and I think you know their last game against Nigeria will yep. be um, they'll be playing without inhibition, uh, nothing left yep. to play for. So all they're playing for is pride. Knowing the Irish, they're going to have that in bucket loads. Well, now I've just had a look at that that article that had said that yeah. Sam Kerr's going. They still believe, uh, and it's, uh, I'm reading this from the, the Guardian Australia, the clash between Nigeria and Ireland, in which the Irish need to beat the Super Falcons and goal difference to break Australia's way. Mm. So, yeah, it's all still it's all still to play for, in my opinion. And yep. every match you go out to play, right? You go out to win. Yeah, and yep. it doesn't matter whether it's the third and fourth place, you know, final, or whether it's the last game you're going to play in the World Cup, and you know you're going home. Yep. Regardless of that, um, st- the Nigerians are still going to want to finish top of their group and still, you know, finish on a high. Yep. And so are the Irish. I yep. don't see um, them going out and thinking, "Oh, well, we're we're going home anyway." I no. think absolutely they are going to go out and play with pride. And, and to make sure... Of to make sure the Nigerians have to have a result. They can't, you know, yes. get beat. Exactly. They, they've got to have a result anyway to make yep. sure. Um, yeah. There was lots of criticism before the World Cup that they were going to 32 teams. I think it's been the making of this one. It's been a wonderful yep. tournament. You've got lots of surprises. There's lots of teams that have <laughs> stepped up. I mean, Philippines, yep. and I know they've got Stadge at the helm, Stag. but, you know, Super Stadge has, has done it again. Um, <laughs> well, he has, you no, know. No, the Kiwis were, were well upset. They, he's, they, taken, they, he's taken the Philippines, yeah, yeah, who are yeah. a nothing-nowhere side, and he's really made them into um, a competitive unit in Asia. Yeah, and having seen Norway play earlier in the uh, in the tournament against the Kiwis, they they fancy to to get a result out of that game as well. So what's your thoughts, yeah. Hayley, on, on the expansion yeah. and, and the new teams good, coming in? Good question. Um, I, I totally with you. I think it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and to get the development of the game, mm. FIFA had to expand this tournament. 
they just had to. So whether it was, you know, this one or the next one or whatever, for the game to grow um, and for those developing nations and those other countries to progress their women's football development, they had to expand this tournament. So, and yes, it's the first time for, like, you know, nations like Haiti and Northern Ireland and, and Panama. Yeah. Um, everybody has to have a first time at some point. Yeah, for, Rep- for Republic of Ireland. Oh, the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> it was their debut as well. But, no, no, but, but I think, you know, when you look yeah. at it, there's... Um, that, that is one side of it. The other thing that we had prior to the tournament was that, you know, without many teams playing, that the the, the support would be diluted, um, oh, a lot of games to play in a lot of time. And I know that yep. a lot of the games are like $10 to get in, which is fantastic value. But you look yep. at uh, Thursday night in Perth, freezing cold, Drench, yeah. drenching down <laughs> rain, you know, um, still got a great crowd in there, a great atmosphere. The Irish players felt like they were playing back in Crow they Park did. with they the did. amount of support. Yeah, they said exactly. Um, you know, it's it's been such a wonderful spectacle. It has. And um, this tournament so far has been everything I could have dreamed of mm. to watch and to, you know, just absorb the skill and the quality of where it, women's football is now. Uh, like it, it's just amazing, and people have embraced it. And like you say, stadiums are near at capacity. Yep. I mean, no, no fees to talk about 1.5 million tickets that are being sold. That's right. Uh, but you know, stadiums, you know, like in Perth and like in Adelaide, um, they're, they're packed out, and yep. they're packed out watching China versus Haiti. Yeah. You know, and who'd have thought that those, you know, the draw of those two teams would have sold out a stadium? Yep. And, and it has, and it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure the players are loving it because, uh, you know, they're, they are feeling uh, supported and, um, you know, they're playing in front of these, these big crowds, which is, which is just awesome. And, and the quality of the football has been fantastic. I mean, oh, some, some of the yeah. goals have been absolutely yeah, we, we discussed stunning. that. Goal. You know, um, Lauren James was an absolute yeah, banger yeah. for England. Yeah. But then yeah. I was watching the Brazilians and, and Jogo Benito at full, yeah. full strength. That that yeah. goal they scored was, if you know, it wouldn't matter who was doing that, whether it was the men or the women. Yeah. It was just a yeah. wonderful advert for football. Well, and the Germans, I mean, the de- oh, demolition yeah. job they did on Morocco, it's like, oh, my goodness, it, it could have been 10, but the Moroccans played yeah. out of their skin. Yes. Yeah. And every and I think that's, um, I agree with you. It, you go into some of these matches and you think, oh, there's a clear um, favourite. Yeah. You know, there's a clear favourite. But it's, they're not all walkovers. You know, no. Hockey have put up some amazing performances, and so have Panama. Well, um, England have found that yeah, out. I mean, the, the, you, you, yeah, you wouldn't exactly. have expected the game against Haiti. Like, you got what? Totally. Uh, European yeah. champions against Haiti? Well, write your own yeah. ticket. Well, like, the, wow. the, the, the pre cup favourites, US, have drawn a game. You know, they were lucky that they didn't lose that one. Yeah, they, um, and yeah. They're, they're the pre tournament favourites. But you, you're now looking yeah. at teams like Spain, and Spain play a oh, very yeah. attractive oh. brand of football. The Brazilians, well, they're just Brazilian football. Yeah. You you know, yeah. um, England are doing Enough. a very good job. And yeah. I think, you know, when you look at the the potential for winners, it's about finding a way to win. And that's exactly what England are doing. And they're not spectacular like the Germans have been. Yeah. Um, they, they are really out there just doing a job. Although, having said that, having lost um, Kira Walsh, mm. um, yeah, hopefully they've got someone just as good in the background. Um, I haven't heard the um, outcome of her injury. Is she ruled out, is she? I believe so. Okay. 
You heard it here first. That's a blow. I know. Can you imagine that? I didn't hear a bit. I didn't. I'm not completely up to speed with the full England news in 12 hours. That's outrageous. I know. <laughs> I know. That, that, that's it. it yeah. <laughs> and I, it's just been. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, I can't get my head around. I, it's like have you, the have World you Cup. Got is, a favorite just, moment so far. Can I ask you if you've got a favorite moment so far? Um, a favorite moment. Yeah, I, I've got to say, um, and, and Sean will like this one: the Olympico. Because, like I said, I was in the shed at at, at the Glory, yeah. and it wasn't. I mean, Katie McCabe, she she yeah. must have practiced that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of times, and it wasn't. As I thought at the beginning when I saw it live, I went, well, that's going to be dodgy goalkeeping. Like, how do you let Olympicos <laughs> in? And then it kept coming up on the replay, and yeah. I was where I was standing in the shed. I could see the, the, the big screen TV, and I'm going, the keeper's done everything right there. She's positioned herself yeah. well. She's jumped high enough, and that ball just kept yeah. going over her head and into the corner. I could not believe it. that. That, for me, to see it live I, was, was a moment. Yeah. But it's just been yeah. just been the quality. Like I say, you know, to see Patalis... Uh, not in the... Well, we got to see, here in, in Perth, we got to see Christine Sinclair in the flesh. I thought, what? why would they start yeah. her on the bench? And then, I, you know, I know, obviously the reasoning why is the yeah. second half impact, bang, away we go. Yeah, yeah. And this is... And, and how great is this now that the narrative is changing, right? And we're talking about the quality and the skill. Yeah. And, yes, we, you know, I'm loving that these milestones are being created and we're breaking records and this is awesome. Because this is where we are in the journey of women's football and the evolution of, you know, the women's game. Um, and eventually, you know, we'll reach a ceiling and it'll be normal and all the rest of it. But even now at this World Cup, despite all these firsts and these milestones that are being achieved, everybody is also talking about, wow, what an amazing goal, what a great defender. You know, we get to see Marta play yeah. um, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. Rapinoe's on 200 caps. And so we're talking about all those amazing statistics and football facts that we kind of talk about in the men's game, you know, whereas in the women's game, sometimes people go, oh, yeah, isn't it popular for women? <laughs> and, yeah. they, you know, they come out with quotes like that. And actually, I'm so proud that the narrative is changing yeah. and that people are absolutely recognising these athletes and yep. players. Yep. And like I say, we, we, yeah. the, the, the players you just mentioned there, I mean, the, the, they're household names around the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Pop. they wouldn't have been, though, five, ten years ago, no. right? And this is where we've come. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, it was that Brazilian goal. I think, you know, when you want to put an advert up for the beautiful game, that's that's yeah. exactly what you put up. Um, yeah. I think the, the goal uh, by Lauren James was good, but there was a, one by the, uh, a Spanish uh, girl that was probably just a little bit better, a little bit further out and, and just right in the corner where, you know, just the goalkeeper, no matter who was there, you could have put the best yep. male goalkeeper there, he wouldn't have stopped it. Um, <laughs> you know, just fantastic strikes and, and, you know, off half a step and bang. You know, I mean, the Zambian keeper, yeah. Yeah. She, 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 yeah, she, she's outstanding. Oh, look, there's, <laughs> and, and again, the keepers have been brilliant um, in the Haiti-China game. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, she's a big keeper, but... Um, yeah, pulled off a fingertip save, and and I think she she may have, you know, seriously injured her finger in the save, but it was really a fingertip save, and that was that had goal written all over it until yeah, big hand just um, flew out. Yeah, and one of the things that um, I guess I've kind of experienced quite a lot over the years of being involved in women's football is a lot of people have commented on the goalkeeping being the weakest part of 
you know, the, the, the teams, if yeah. you like. Yeah. Um, and I think in this tournament, again, we look at the evolution of the sport, there is no, you know, there's no weak elements. Those keepers are pulling off saves mm. and uh, they've got agility, they've got ability, and they are making amazing saves, like you said, now, yeah. like on a par with any, any men's team that we would watch. And yet the kit manufacturers don't do the shirts. And they don't do the shirts. I mean, what a scandal. Or, or the boots. absolute scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, look, I think yeah. uh, for me there's been some, some wonderful Ooh. things within the tournament. And, and the other one I really like is the referee uh, on the VAR coming out and explaining exactly what yeah. Yeah. the decision's about. Uh, you don't uh, like it? Yeah. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's gone Americanized again. I mean, y- y- you can see. Like I said, there's been a couple of VAR decisions where I've gone, why, why would you even need, like, maybe it's yeah. my referee hat. I'm looking at that. Um, Could be. Uh, yeah. As we said with the... Um, the Nigerian send off. I mean, that was a that was a leg breaker. You could see it in real time. Going, yeah. what? Yeah. And, and then, yeah. oh, here's a yellow card. Are you? Adam, oh, let's go to the VAR. Oh, look, I've got that one wrong. Yeah. Really? But, but, as, a, but as an older and respected referee, no, I'll rephrase that as <laughs> but, a referee. But, um. <laughs> but we we are getting the respect as we saw at the the other World Cup that the female officials are getting their opportunity to uh, yeah. referee the men's game at the highest level, and yep. there's been no. There's no pushback, there's been no feedback, there's been no scandal because the best referee is exactly that, the best referee. It doesn't matter what uh, what gender you are. If if you're the best for the job, get get the job done. Yeah, totally. And and it is is nice that, um, you know, women are being accepted in in football across all roles. Um, And it's not like, oh, she's a woman, she doesn't know what she's doing, she doesn't know the offside rule. You know, or, 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 you know, she made that decision because she's a woman and she doesn't understand football. Like, those comments are getting less. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're still out there um, and we're not going to change the world overnight. This is a very slow and long process. Um, But they're now the minority. And I'm absolutely, it's absolutely, it's brilliant to, to be a part of female football in this era. Oh, look, like, you know, I, it's awesome. We've come a long way in pay parity. I know there's still an argument there and I know there's been some issues around World Cup payments yeah, for yeah, yeah. nations, but I think the yeah. other thing is you've got to look at the overall take for this World Cup is significantly less than it would be for the, the equivalent in the male sphere. Yeah. They attract a lot more money, a lot more... Um, yeah sponsorship etc so we you know that's going to build up and i think from a, a percentage basis i think the women are actually doing a better on their percentage yep. of the take than the men do the men have a very small percentage of the overall take but the yep. overall take is just so huge um so huge. and yeah. it's, a, it's a business and yep. i think you know like one of the, the real benefits of this competition is and i know if you want your tickets for tonight in perth you can still get ten dollar tickets um it's, uh, it's going to be a cracker. It's, it's going to be, be a cracker. cracking game, but $10. You wouldn't get that in the Male World Cup. No. Well, uh, there's some NPL yeah. sides charging that, that amount yeah, to, to go and see absolutely. them. absolutely. Good news. If we're still talking about the referee. The uh, France-Brazil game, uh, Aussie Kate Jackowitz is in charge of that one. And that's, that's that's a, oh, that says brilliant. a lot about the quality of refereeing, yeah. uh, not only in Australia, but in our region. That, that yes. she These are, these are yeah. two pre-game favourites, oh, and, yeah. and she's in yeah. charge of that. I mean... Yeah. How excited are you for this game tonight? Oh, you... Like, I think it's, it's going to be. It's got the be, like, you know, potentially. It's a cup uh, final. It, it's a World yeah. Cup yeah. final. Absolutely. In a knockout yeah. stage, yeah. you don't get any better than that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. again, where, where, where and you, where that group look? is so finely tuned that this result is going to be pivotal for those yeah. teams going through. Yeah, for both teams, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited. I mean, Wendy Reynard, one of my all-time favourite players. Yeah. I watched her a lot in play uh, for France in the Euros last summer. Mm-hmm. She is just a fabulous, fabulous player. And then I saw Brazil um, here in Adelaide the other night uh, when they played against Panama, and um, uh, yeah, they are they're a force. So uh, they're, you... uh, they're incredible. So it's got all the makings of an absolute classic football game. Yeah. Yeah. You asked a question of us, I'll turn it back on you. What's been your best moment yeah. so far? Um, you know what? One of the, like Alexandra Pop for Germany. I know. I... She is absolutely smashing the goals. And I, I rate her, I mean, of course I rate her as a player. She's one of the world's best. <laughs> She's put away some really great goals. Oh, yeah. But one of my favourite moments, I think I'm going to have to say, was um, the New Ze- the first goal of the tournament by uh, New Zealand. I thought that was an absolute cracker of a goal. The, the name escapes me of who scored it, and I really should know this. Wilkinson um, in the 48th minute. I loved that goal. It was it was like, like just textbook perfect. The cross, the finish, the timing, uh, and how awesome for New Zealand to score the first goal yep. of the tournament. In there, in front of their home crowd. Right, she I went. Thought, she went didn't what she? What an absolute mm. moment! Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Hannah Wilkinson. Yeah. Hannah Wilkinson. Yep. Yep. And, yep. and again, that, that Kiwi side with um, um, India Paige Riley. I mean, what a talent she's going to become. She. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and I think this platform of this World Cup actually is is um, going to open the eyes of you know some of those clubs potentially looking at other players to bring in, you know, yep. from different countries that they might not have looked at before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, an, it's yeah. an exposure, it's a platform for these girls to showcase their abilities. Um, and then for, you know, the likes of, you know, Chelsea, Leicester, Birmingham or whatever, some of those clubs in the UK looking a wider pool of players yeah. and, um, you know, and, and recruiting and expanding that field of talent in some of these big leagues. Oh, so, you're right there, um, We often see that, particularly the men's side of things, where, you, you know, you, well, West Brom had just yeah. signed, uh, we got him on loan from, from uh, Brighton, uh, the Ecuadorian uh, striker. And, and you see these, particularly the, the, the feel-good factor of World Cups, where these players that have done quite well get that big, that big um, move that they yeah. deserve. But then you look yeah. at the Filipinos, who obviously um, a lot of them are playing, they're implying their trade in and around mm-hmm. the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, yeah. I, you know, the, the W League should be looking towards oh, them. Oh, I said that time and time again. Um, you know, and, and we also need to be looking expanding into a, our yeah. area yeah, yeah. or region much more and improving the football of Thailand, the region. China, Vietnam, yeah. the yeah. Vietnamese uh, and, national side is going gangbusters. And the bigger sides that are in England and Spain and France, uh, they are yeah. going through those top... Yeah top-ranked yeah. players and, and picking the cherries out of them, but there's lots of other good players around. And I think, you know, you're right. It is a shop window that can be exploited. Yeah, <clears> and I think that's um, I think that's part of the legacy for this tournament as well, is the professional careers, the professional development of some of those leagues around the world. This is their, you know, this is their shop window, right? It's their yeah. opportunity to show showcase and trial and, um, now the, the, and maybe get picked up. For the last couple of minutes, we'll, we'll touch on Monday night's game, the importance that is to Australia. Backs against the yeah. wall. We've got the Olympic champions in front of us. Yeah. And, and yeah. really, irrespective of what the Irish do, 
a win's the only option. Win. Yep. It, win, without question, agreed. They have they, they've, they've just got to win. Simple as. Yep. Got to go out right from the start, and they've they've got to get those three points in the bag. There's is no other options for them. What are your thoughts on Sam Kerr playing? She's playing. Uh, uh, breaking. We broke the news here on uh, on yeah. the World Football Program. Uh, she is playing. She has declared herself fit and will be uh, starting that game. Look, no whether, problem. Whether she's seventy five percent fit or ninety percent fit, fit, she, she, she has, has to yes, play. Has to play. You, yep. You, this is this is the time play. where you you ducks and drakes go out the window. You put all yep. on you put all on red and roll the roll the table and say right, let's let's do it. Although we did see that in the two thousand two World yeah. Competition with uh, Zidane, who, who came back and. The, the French got yep. knocked out in that group game. I know. Uh, yeah. Look, and, anyway. and, if, and if we don't get into the playoffs, is Australia's campaign a failure? Gustafsson out. Yeah, well, the long nights are already <laughs> out for him. but um, They're already yeah. out now, yeah. Yeah, I know. Look, that could be another show. Yeah. <laughs> Hayley, before we let you go, you, we've seen the, all of the uh, the teams in action. Give, give us what you think now is uh, your tournament final, please. Oh, tournament final. Well, of course I'd like to see the Lionesses in there, but I think they're going to have to... They've got another gear, a few more gears to go up, I think, if they are to compete with the likes of Germany and France. And, of course, to get to the final, you know, you've got to be the best. You've got to win matches. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I think for England, they're going to have to do a little bit more than they're already doing. But I think they've got it. I think they've got it in their capabilities. They've just got to show it to us and and give us some of that confidence. Um, I like the... I do like the look of Germany. Yep. Um, I think they're amazing. I like the look of Brazil. I think they're super strong. Um, uh, the, the Netherlands and USA, I mean, I thought that was a great game. And that was obviously a replay of the 2019 was, yeah. World Cup final. Um, uh, and, so you, that, and, of course, the result was it was hard to choose between those two yep. teams, I thought. So you've given us the semi-finals um, then. That, 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 that's, a, that's a classy yeah. semi-final lineup then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We'll take that every day yeah. of the week. Yeah, um, Japan. Um, I think they could uh, they could quietly come through. Uh, say not quietly, but I think they're also um, they're a great team. They're fast and they yeah, can yeah. watch. They're they're compact and previous winners, um, so they know how to do it. They're also previous winners, so um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they would be my my team my teams to watch. That I'm disappointed with Norway. Very disappointed yes. with uh, the, with Norway. And I know again, everybody is. I'm not saying anything. Nobody else has already said, but yeah, very disappointed. Um, I like the Norwegians. I like how they play football, but they haven't performed at this World Cup at all. Um, So, um, um, but yeah, what about you guys? Oh, I'm, I'm the same as you, Haley. I, I can see Germany. I actually um, have a, a, a bit of a soft spot for Spain as well because um, yeah. they're, they're doing quite well and are doing it in, in typical Spanish fashion, you know, with flair yeah. and uh, and ruthlessness. Yeah, yeah. look, I, yeah. I've got a soft spot for England. I think, you know, out in semifinals in penalties is normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> but, the other guys. <laughs> but, but look, you, anyone, Brazil... Um, Spain, Germany, yep. um, you know, if, if England can't win it, I'd be happy with any of them. Even the Swiss are looking... Some great you know, football. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Swiss are doing well. They're doing well, but I don't think they've got that, that level of quality. Oh, okay. You look at the quality around those those other three teams, they're, they're just head and shoulders above. All right, Hayley, yeah. thank you very much for having you on. Um, great to yeah. talk to you, and obviously for the next couple of weeks, we'll still keep talking because yeah. yes, there's absolutely. a lot of football. Uh, great for... Great to have you on. Thank you very much. Good on you, Hayley. Thank you. You're welcome. See you again soon. Bye-bye. 
Okay, that's been our show. Lenny's yep. in, ready for the jazz show. Um, thank you for listening. Um, are you on next week here, or is it Penn? Or uh, could be someone will be here in his <laughs> chair, <laughs> talking about the wonderful game that we love. Um, get out there tonight if you if you haven't got any plans tonight. See if there's any of those ten dollar tickets. Get yourself out to the to the football stadium yep. in Perth and watch, watch the game. Eight thirty kickoff. Yeah, it'd be a great night out. All right, this has been the World Football Program. I'm Sean Kelly. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. <laughs>